Hey, when does the show start? Okay, okay. It's time for four hours of intellectually immature nonsense. What's this monkey business going on today? This is The Bailey Show. Okay, let's do this. The BS. Let's go, you dumb idiots. Which Bailey? I, I say I'm an idiot all the time if I screw up. Nikki D. She's Nikki D. She's an influencer. Hey. <laughs> Nelson. Classic Nelson. This is choked when the pressure was on. Son of The Bailey Show. Yeah, here it is, a Thursday, the second day of November, 2023. Thanks for being here. Good morning. My name's Jason Bailey. Right there, that's Nikki D. That is me. There's Nelson. Good morning. And Kyle on the other side of the glass. Your phone number, 916-909. I think that's 0985. I think I you got it, it wrong. Oh, son of a gun, I do. I'm going to fix it right now. I used to have Where's a pa- the paper. Well, I asked Nelson to put it, it up there, and, you know, shocker, it's not right. But oh, okay. because I do this every day, <laughs> I couldn't tell you what the number is, but after I say it, I you know, know it's not right. I know it's not right. Okay. So it's 916 909 0985. That's correct. I don't know how he screwed that up. See, that's why you need to keep my paper up there. Well, here's the. I pro- was transposing it from over there. Here's the problem, is I can't see you. So oh, that's why I took it down. How's that? True story. <laughs> True story. Because I only have so many poles to put notes on, which they don't want us to put anything on. I, I understand. Right. But I'm a note guy. You right? are. So I gotta have my good guys here. I gotta have mm-hmm. my papers here. I gotta have my prizes here. Right. Got my little computer here. Got my phone here. Got my papers here. Got my pens here. Got your watch there. Got my watch there. Got my paper towel here. <laughs> I got my stuff stuff. You know what I mean? Yes. It's called OCD mm-hmm. in the worst way. You know, but then you say, hey, Nelson, I just need you to do me a, a quick solid and put it up on the on the gimmick. And uh, he, like he sabotages me. I mean, okay. he did that on purpose. You know he did. <laughs> nah. You know he did. Now, <laughs> now everybody's probably calling like, I don't know, convenience store. <laughs> oh, convenience I don't even store. know where the number. Somebody's calling the number. I can tell you that right They'll now. I'll just be happy if somebody answers. All right. It's 916-909-0985. Also use that uh, to get in on the text machine, you can get our podcast, stream us anytime, anyplace, anywhere in the Odyssey app, thebaileyshow.com. Yesterday's BS Uncensored is up. Also on our YouTube channel, at The Bailey Show. I really, really hope that you go and listen to yesterday's Uncensored podcast with Desmond Child. I still can't get over how awesome of a conversation that was. And after all of these years, what, living on a prayer came out in what, 84? Uh, that feels right. Yeah. 87, 84, 87, those In years. Window. He wrote the song. I mean, he wrote most of the songs that you love anyway, but he wrote that song. And I guess I just have never wondered who Tommy and Gina really were. Right. And then we find out who they are, who they were, who they were, who they are, I should say. And it just blew my mind. Uh, so, and I started, I got some feedback yesterday from people that went and listened to it, and they, they enjoyed it as well. So uh, hopefully you, if you're a podcast person or a YouTube person, Give us a like, share, follow on the social at Listen to the BS. Uh, we'd like that. Please, we got more Ian Bag tickets to give out. Maybe give uh, get around to giving some Creed three doors down tickets. Uh, I just I don't really have anything to give do to give them out. So again, if you participate in today's show and uh, you call up and uh, you know you say nice things or you, you say something worthwhile, I'll probably oh, yeah. give, or do that. I'll give you yeah. <laughs> I'll give you the tickets. Uh, the Big Fat Bribe continues. Another uh, or numerous opportunities for you to win $500 uh, today on 98 Rock. 
Well, in particularly with us, the BS before 10 a.m., I'll tell you what song you're listening for when we get back. I mean, it's the same routine every day, but it's not a bad thing, right? Plenty of money to put into your pocket, especially you know now that we're in November, getting into that Christmas timey stuff and, and yes. need a little extra duckies. Duckies are needed, especially during the holidays. I wish <laughs> I could win 500 duckies. Shoot. Yeah. I'm, if I say 1,500 duckies. 1,500 duckies. <laughs> 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 so there's pills I gave her. <laughs> no, I'm doing better. I'm feeling a lot better today. I only My, my tinge is down to only this much. Yeah, we still don't know. So Nikki D had this uh, back problem. And, and like I really, and I, and I hope you understood I was taking it very seriously because I've dealt with back problems and they are no joke. Yes. They can ruin your days, mm-hmm. not just your day, but your days. Yeah, four days I was going through this. And so I felt really bad for you. I really did. I don't know. Why did you stick around for them? I told you to leave yesterday. I don't know why you stuck around. You because when pet. I No, because when I walked out, it was already time and everybody turned around and looked at me. So I'm like, well, I can't just walk out the door now because I, I made it seem like I was leaving earlier. You didn't have to be there. So I just went ahead and went to the meeting. That wasn't for us. That was for people I am. Yeah. I don't even know it's for me. It kind of is for you. you. You're over there doing the program and stuff. Yeah, and he, stuff he didn't around. even show up until like 30 minutes after. You know what? I got stuff to do here for this show. Well, That's I, what's my most important job. I tell you what, if you don't know this new, um, I don't even know what it was. I wasn't <laughs> the new system. Whatever they talked Music about yesterday, if you don't know system. about it, you're in big trouble, Buster. <laughs> <laughs> How about this? It's a it's a new system that's been around Nikki for twenty was, years. Nikki was there, so ask her if you got any questions. But I'm, good. I'm telling you, I was. Uh, yeah, I'm just good. know about it, mm-hmm. right, Nikki? Yeah, you. We tell them all about it. They're changing systems over. So Give me the, the name that, of the new system. Well, it, it doesn't matter what the name of it is. I don't Can you name the it. company? It was only three letters. Uh, RCA. Oh, so close. Dang, I'll give it to you. RCA. I will give it to you. RCA. That was R something. You got RC? That's okay. good. SZA. Uh, SCA. That's a Marsupa. <laughs> but your back's doing better. Yes, it is. You know, I if you don't mind, because um, I've had, I've had a, a good week this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to take credit for, for fixing your back. You know what? And I'm going to give you the credit because until you had me do those stretches and gave me those muscle relaxers, the things that I was doing at home were not working. Like, it was very temporary relief. See? What do you mean? So I will give you credit for that. You didn't see that coming, did you? Did not. Yeah. Nope, sure You were getting ready to jump on the Bash Bailey bandwagon. I was ready. I don't know why. That's How rude. You know, I screws up my numbers. I give credit when it's due, and you help me fix my back. I have to give you that credit. Screws up my numbers. Doesn't know the whole... uh, Mainframe computers? Really? I don't. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I am glad that you fell into my evil master plan that I came up with yesterday where I said, ha, 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 I will purposely fat finger these numbers so he will not say the right thing. And then you got a bash on me being a doctor. I wouldn't say a doctor. I would say more of a helper. Physical therapist. I will give you physical therapist. Yeah. I will give you that. Absolutely. There There you go. I just dealt with it. I knew the stretching that you need. Stretching is the most important thing. Like, especially as you get older. It was funny because when, you know, when I started working out, I was like 12, all right? 48 now is 12. And when I got into the, I, I started working out on my own, so I didn't really know what I was doing. And then when I got into high school at 13, you know, they taught us how to work out. But in, you know, the early 90s and who taught us, 
wasn't really the most proper way to work out. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a lot of three sets of five, as much weight as you can put on the bar. <laughs> right. and just, I mean, if I could go back, right. I really would change a lot of things. But the one thing that they did tell us, you know, especially playing football and whatnot, is stretch, stretch, stretch. And our and our our football coach, God rest his soul, Coach Dowling, he was this little man. Uh, he actually in college he played at Widener, and he was the fullback for Billy White Shoes Johnson, who went on in the NFL and had a very successful career with the Oilers. Anyway, so uh, he was like, uh, "Oh wait, everybody, we've got to stretch because if you don't stretch, you're gonna get all shrunken up." And what he meant by that is he never stretched when he was younger. Mm-hmm. He had been an athlete his whole life, and he had these little T-Rex arms. <laughs> so a lot of these OG guys in the gym, you know, especially that are big with the bench press and shield chest, mm-hmm. they the, the reason why they're able to do that is because they have these T-Rex arms. <laughs> and they just never stretch, so they don't have full extension. Mm-hmm. And so that helps them because they're extremely strong, but they don't have to go very far. Okay. You never see a beast of a bench presser with long arms. Right. They're stubby. They're, you know, short and stubby. A lot of that is stretching. So, you know, the joke was, is like, you know, Jace, guess we don't want to end up like Coach Dowing, you know, with the little T-Rex mm-hmm. arms. So I've always stretched, is my point. And the older you get, I mean, they have actually places now that you can go, like massage places that you can pay a membership to, str- they'll stretch you out. On a daily, weekly, monthly basis. Oh, that's interesting. That's to know. How, that's how important it is because it's you know it's great to stretch on your own, but it's actually kind of difficult to get a really, really good stretch on your own. Well, see, the thing is, people were recommending like, "Oh, why don't you stretch?" But nobody said, "Here, get down on the floor, do this, do this. This is how you do it." And that's why I'm giving you the credit because you showed me how to do it, walked me through doing the stretches, and it actually worked. Yeah, it was a little uncomfortable at first. I mean. You know, I'm always kind of second guessing what I'm saying around here. And, you know, I sometimes I forget that I'm talking to Nikki, who, you know, we go way back so I can talk to her differently. And <laughs> and what I mean by that is I just wouldn't roll up to somebody in this building and say, hey, I can help get on the floor and bend over. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> right. Because, you know, no. it's going to be taken the wrong way. <laughs> it will. And another meeting in the corner office. You know, so I was like, you know, just just roll over <laughs> gently. Let me help you, you know, put your arms to the side, close your eyes and, you know, put your legs up, put your legs up. And, <laughs> when you say it like that, it sounds dirty, doesn't it? I mean, it? Oh, but yeah. that's what you said, but it worked. Yeah, right. So, so it's a good week. So I fixed you. Mm-hmm. I helped these two kids out at the gym yesterday and I, I get to, you know, I like to help people. I know you do. You know, it's just nobody wants my help. Definitely not in the gym. Yeah, I know, but. <laughs> <laughs> These two kids, they were young kids, and I got to meet them. They were thirteen, and I ended up talking to them a little bit. And they went; they're into the gym. They're in the gym, and they're they're trying to work out, which I love. I love anybody that's in the gym. Mm-hmm. If you're overweight, trying to get into shape, I like you better than anybody else because I have mad respect that you got in there and you're doing something about it. Right. Kids that are in there trying to figure it out, mad respect. Been there, was there with you. I know what it's like. The only problem I have is if especially older people, that no one's showing them how to use the equipment. You're going to get injured. You're going to get hurt. You're going to get disgruntled. Mm-hmm. You're not going to want to come back. Right. So I think it's important to help people like that. And these kids were, you know, they were doing incline on the Smith machine, and they're going to they're going to, they're going to rip their chest apart. I mean, they were just, it was horrible. I said, hey, guys, you know, not for nothing. Can I help you out? Just, I know I'm the old guy, but can I help you out? And they're very receptive to it actually they're oh, yes well, that's good. They, they actually said yes please okay well, okay. yeah so i sat there and i helped and then i then i wouldn't leave then i wouldn't leave them alone because i was because then uh, you were like well now let's do this i was like I thought, we were, I thought we we're friends 
Well, you guys want to hang out? Where did you get that from? <laughs> they like, okay, thanks for the help. Go on now. Then the people that work there is like, sir, stop fraternizing with the miners. Right. <laughs> right. He's a little too long. No, you don't understand. We're boys. We're hanging out. We're friends. That's my friends. You know, but I felt good. I like pound. I gave him a pound. Okay. I didn't pound them, but you know, I pound. I, gave, I hope you didn't. Gave him a pound. Or soon the police will be showing We're up. We're on Snapchat together. We're snapping oh, each other. You, you don't even have Snapchat. <laughs> Last night we did a dual TikTok. I don't know what that means, oh. but yeah, we did it. Sounds good. What did we do? We stitched. You stitched them? Yeah. Or I, they stitched you? We, we both. We they perhaps you each other. duetted. Yeah, we duetted the stitching. Oh, yeah. What up, Stitch? What up, my Stitch? No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I'm just stitching. No, negative. No. no. Son Go of out a on Stitch. Go out on top. You know what I mean? Flag on the play. Oh, flag on the play. <laughs> you seen the new Von Miller one? That's hilarious. I haven't. No. Oh my god, I love those commercials. All right, five hundred dollars, five hundred duckies. It's a chance to win money, 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 money. It's not a rocks big fat bribe, but you got to know what song you're listening for so you can be caller eighteen. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll tell you what song that is here when we return. Hang on. Show me the money. money. All right. It's ninety eight rocks big fat bribe. How would you like to win $500, have numerous opportunities throughout the day here at 98 Rock? Well, we do. It's our big fat bribe, and the song you are listening for is Everclear's Santa Monica. We can live beside the ocean, I played this album, the CD, until it's scratched. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely love Art Alexakis and uh, and Everclear. Still owes me $5 from that national championship game with Alabama <laughs> and Georgia from the early 2000s. I don't even remember what year it was. Anyway, when you hear Everclear in Santa Monica, be caller 18 to 916-909-0985, and you win 500 Duckies. Duckies. $500. All right. Be excited when you win, and and we hope that we can uh, help you out in some way. Now, your first opportunity will be before 10 a.m. All right. It happens just if you haven't picked up on this, it's going to be like that throughout the whole promotion. All right. So don't want to make don't want to make it seem like it's tricky. Uh-huh. It's nope. gonna, we're, we're, that's our way to bribe you to listen. Yes. That's why it's called the big fat bribe. Right. Right. right? We'll take it. We can take what we'll get. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good luck to you, Everclear Santa Monica. Brooke Shields. God, I love Brooke Shields. Yes. Still gorgeous to Ever this day. Ever since the Blue Lagoon. What's that? Ever since the Blue Lagoon. Name me something else. That she's done. <laughs> um, she did all those commercials for one of those uh, beauty products. I saw well, her she, she was a Jordash girl. Yeah. That's the controversy behind Brooke Shields is when she was young, you know, she was doing these commercials that she should not have been doing at that age oh i, I mean she that. was a minor well even if like she, she didn't have a shirt on and, and just jeans i mean it was it's pretty disgusting actually you look back on it well same with wasn't it blue lagoon where she was blue, underage yep, and, yeah she was yeah. i didn't know that at the time uh-huh. i was a kid too so yeah <laughs> right so it didn't it <laughs> yeah, seem fine to you <laughs> so she had uh suffered uh, this just happened she suffered a grand mall seizure all right, a grand mm-hmm. mall seizure. So I had to look it up. Well, actually, I just deleted it. Son of a gun. 
Anyway, she'd been drinking a ton of water for an extended period of time because she was busy. She's doing various. I, I joke about she's not doing. She's been working. She's been on sure. numerous shows and stuff. But Blue Lagoon, you know, it's the first thing you do. You know, it's always your thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and she's also like doing this one woman show, which I always love those shows. One of my favorite one man shows was John Leguizamo's. He did a phenomenal. Oh my god, that was so good. So, uh, Irony Singleton too did a really good job on his, and so she felt dehydrated. So all that water flooded her system. This is very interesting. I never heard about this. Uh, somebody did ha- this happened to somebody. All this water flooded her system, caused her sodium level to drop. Then the seizure hit after she entered into a club. Mm-hmm. Uh, the quote: "Everything started to go black. Then my hands dropped to my side, and I go head first into the wall." The grandma seizure is what you think of when you think of someone having a seizure. The they're uncontrollably convulsing. It doesn't look like they're awake. Make sure they don't swallow their tongue. Yeah, that kind of thing. Out like their that mouth. you would see. Yeah, that you would see in a, in a movie. I think you have to put a pause in between because you sound sound like you said grandma seizures. Yeah, so, well, that's too. It's that too. It's grandma seizures. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm feeling well. Jeez. So, uh, start frothing in the mouth. Turn totally blue, which mm-hmm. makes sense. Blue mm-hmm. lagoon. Trying to uh, try to swallow oh my her. God! What? <laughs> try to swallow her tongue, and the next thing she knew, she was in a, going to the hospital in an ambulance. And then she kind of wakes up, and she sees Bradley Cooper holding her hand. Where did he come from? Right, exactly. <laughs> Am I dead? I gotta tell you, if I if I had a grandma seizure, I'd want Bradley Cooper holding my hand too. <laughs> yeah. This must be heaven. <laughs> Bradley. Bradley. Don't go into the light. Someone at the club had tried to contact her husband, uh, but they only got an assistant. What a dick. Mm. Some kind. Right. Of, that's why you always got to answer your phone when your significant other calls. Yeah. No matter what you're doing, if not respond with, I do this with Rachel all the time and she does it with me. You know, if she can't pick up or if I can't pick up, I always respond with everything okay. Yeah. And you know what? And I've got one friend that does that to me too. Because he's a very, very busy man. You know uh-huh. who I'm talking about. One of the most powerful people in the radio business. And if I, you know, I, I try not to call him too often, but mm-hmm. I check on him. And, you know, if he's going through something, you know, see how he's doing and whatnot. But he's a very busy guy. He's got a bunch of meetings uh, with radio stations all over the world. But he'll always respond to me. I always notice that he always responds to me with everything okay. Can't talk right now. Maybe later. But is everything okay? Oh, that's nice. Isn't that sweet? It is. So for people that you love, don't regret not picking up the phone or checking to see if everything's okay and that's why they're calling you. I need to start doing that because I don't. I just, I'm like, I'm busy. I can't talk right now. So I'm like, but I don't respond. I'm like Brooke Shields' husband, Dick, mm. you know, sent it to the assistant, so Hollywood. Some kind of weird phone tag game ensued, they said. And then someone ended up, for some reason, calling Bradley Cooper because he just happened to be nearby. Why not? <laughs> Are they, like, close friends or something, aren't Bradley yeah, like, Isn't this, like, the oddest story ever? Yes. <laughs> like, Brooke Shields has a seizure. They're trying to get a hold of Brooke Shields' husband. Mm-hmm. They can't find him. So who's the fallback? Bradley Cooper. <laughs> yeah. I like, want to know what their relationship is. I want Bradley is. Cooper to be my fallback, too, right? right? Yes. So she says, this is a great quote. She goes, I thought to myself, this is what death must be like. You wake up and Bradley Cooper's going, I'm going to go to the hospital with you, Brooke. And he's holding my hand. What a great story. And she's okay. Thank she God. is, yes. No. But what a great story. That's an awesome story. I'm trying to figure out, like, are they close friends or, like, was he in her phone? 
I don't see anything. He's I just nearby. Why? Just, I mean, just nearby. He's a superhero. Like, yes. Like, if there's some kind of problems and Bradley Cooper's nearby, there's a good chance he's going to hold your hand. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Who would you want to hold your hand? I was just getting ready to ask you that same question. Uh, you me. go first because I got to think. <laughs> okay. For me, I, I have a male and a female. If it was a male that I would have to wake up to, I would want it to be Kevin Hart. And the reason why is because I would wake up, he would look at me. Probably make sure I'm okay, and then he would immediately crack jokes to make me laugh. Okay. And I would feel better about my situation. All right, and the female? And if I had a female, I would pick Queen Latifah because— It's a solid choice. Yeah, because she just has this presence about her that makes you feel okay. And let's be, I want her. Let's be real. Like, Queen Latifah could, like, fireman's carry just about anybody. You know what that I mean? That too. That too. So if you needed, like, some real saving, I feel like Queen Latifah could make she it happen. Me, for sure. Yeah. Those are my two picks. Nelson? <laughs> yeah, it would be, first off, Sandra Bullock as the female. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I really feel like she would she would put time and care and loving into into making sure you're okay. If it was the guy, Tom Cruise. Why? Because oh. I just love Tom Cruise. Because <laughs> I just want to see him. He's your Bradley Cooper? <laughs> yeah, Tom Cruise is my Bradley Cooper. I just yes. want to see him. <laughs> uh-huh, I just want to see him one time with my human eyes, yes. All right, I've got two. Okay. Both male. Okay. 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 The first one is Hulk Hogan. Oh, good choice. Just because I want to wake up and, are you all right, brother? Yes. I just want to hear brother. <laughs> and Yeah, and have a boombox behind him. <laughs> <laughs> and Jimmy Hart with a megaphone. <laughs> hey, baby, you okay, baby? By the way, if you, well, if you ever talk to Jimmy Hart on the phone, uh-huh. one-on-one personally, uh-huh. he ends with, oh, no, 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 this was an accident, actually. One time I ended up, I was talking to him one time and I hung up and I ended up saying, I love you. Whoa. And I, and I, for, and I think it was because I had just talked to my wife or something and I was in an I love you mode. And he replied, he replied back with, love you too, baby. <laughs> I don't think I've talked to him since. <laughs> very, very odd. And then the second for, I mean, this is a, you didn't see this one coming, but it makes sense. Who's your buddy on the radio? He's got the big radio show. Uh, Charlemagne the God. Oh yeah. Yeah, him because he's got God in his name. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm like, I don't even know if you like Charlemagne. Did you pick Charlemagne out of a lineup? Yeah, I've met him before. <laughs> really? Yeah, he was at boot camp a couple years ago. But I thought Man, you didn't like him. The one time I don't, I don't, I don't go to boot camp, Charlemagne shows up. I don't dislike. I don't know the guy. Why would I dislike the guy? I just I I, I, he's got God in his name. Mm-hmm. He's got to be a good dude. Yes. And if I'm, I have a. No. That's not necessarily true. If I have a grandma seizure, I want, I want yes. I was trying to think of a Jesus, a Jesus. I was like, is Jesus Jones still around? I don't know. Give me something Shot biblical. Give me something biblical. Uh-huh. Yeah, I follow. If, if I'm in the hospital and I just had a grandma seizure. Yep. Well, you could have picked Jay-Z. He calls himself Hova, too. He's that's better too than Charlemagne. For... He better than Charlemagne. But that's too deep for him. What's Isn't that a car, Hova? What's that? That's another name for God. Jehovah. Jehovah Jireh. Oh, you can't shorten Jehovah. He's the young Hova. Yeah, he can. Yeah. That's like saying you OD'd, but it's all God stuff because it's in the name. It's like OD'd. It's like saying God. Charlemagne has God anything answer. to do with God because he has God in his name. I'm changing my name to Bailey the Apostle or something. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Go right ahead. Well, Bailey the Prophet. That's what you need to change ba- your name Bailey to. The, ba- Bailey the Prophet. Mm-hmm. The Wise Men Show. The wise and a girl. That's good. It's three of us. Yeah, but mm-hmm. wise people. We need pronouns. Okay. Pronouns. The wise pronoun show. <laughs> very pro. We're very pronoun. <laughs> we're a very pro show. Pro. Not. We're very pronoun. Yes. yes we're very pronoun. 
All right, first round of uh-huh. headlines. Two big stories from today. Miss Nikki D, what do you got? I'm going to tell you who stole candy on Halloween of all days and what team is celebrating a big win. All right, get you those two big stories from today here in just a minute. Thanks for listening. Give us a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. First round of headlines. Big thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air, 530-GOOD AIR. Also check out their November promotions, goodguysheatingcooling.com. Nikki D. Parents should lead by example, but this mom dropped the ball. H1. This has us shaking our heads. A little boy caught on camera grabbing handfuls of candy from a front porch in Kingwood last night. He likely doesn't know better, but the woman who comes up and dumps the rest in the bag should know better. Sad, sad story. This took place in Texas. You're out Halloween trick-or-treating. We all just went through that this week. And in this video, a grown woman comes up with these kids to a porch. This guy left one of those big bowls out like you were suggesting you might do, Bailey. And he put a sign up that says, take one piece of candy, please. Apparently, they were not able to be home to, you know, police it. This woman that comes up with these kids and they take all the candy out the bowl and just start dumping it into their bags. Go back and double check to make sure the bowl is completely empty before they run off. Again, not noticing they have a ring camera. It's all caught on tape. And this guy posted the video because he wants the woman to be put on blast. You know, I don't know if I agree with that. Why not? Look, I learned a very valuable lesson many, many years ago from my mentor in this business during a uh, an annual charity event that the radio station used to put on. And I would see scammers all the time come into this toy warehouse with toys collected by listeners and companies, and they would roll up in Mercedes and load up their, their trunks of their car. And it would infuriate me. It would get me so angry. And my mentor, his name's Johnny Magic, he says to me, he says, uh, he says, Bucket, he says, Jerry, he called me Jay. He goes, Jay, he goes, it's not our problem. If they feel like they need it and they can sleep at night, then so be it. It's not our problem. What we're doing is good, and if they can sleep at night and live with themselves, that's on them. It's not on us. you got to let it go. And I kind of look at it like that. You know, if these people, including adults, came up and did this, they uh, and their their costumes weren't like you know the greatest costumes. The adults didn't even have on costumes. So I kind you know like it's probably the opposite of what you thought I was going to say. I kind of I, I kind of I kind of look at it and I go, they obviously needed that candy, and okay. the house they rolled up to could afford putting more candy in that bowl. But they weren't home. Their neighbor luckily came over because the neighbor saw them stealing and they refilled the candy up. But I'm shocked that you say that because you don't like people who steal. And ultimately, that's what they just did. They stole. There's a sign that says take one, not ten. So when you do more than what is asked, that's now stealing. Yeah, I I know. It's it's very hypocritical because I'm such a big. But it's not like you're not stealing from a, I don't know. It's 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 stealing. It's different. I don't know. There's 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 this like weird fine line in my head. That's like, okay, like if somebody st- if somebody needs food, right, and there's a lot of people that need food, I understand that you have to survive and you're going to go steal. I don't condone it by no stretch of the imagination, but like there's a difference of what we're seeing of these flash mobs of kids that are rolling up into Nordstrom's and taking $1,000 purses because they can and there's no ramifications versus a mother or a father that's trying to feed their kids. And I'm not saying that's what this is, but possibly Andy's when it comes to food your kids. <laughs> listen i think i can clear this up okay buck wagon cover is here to enforce laws 
okay? He's not here to enforce the honor system. Oh, so that's what it is? When laws are broken, buck wagon cover. If, if you, the honor system is violated, that's just... If Nikki were... Give me a second. I was going to get there, Nelson, but oh. thank you. Yeah, oh, that's exa- please. That's exactly what <laughs> that I was about to say. That's not what you were going to say. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Yeah, I appreciate that. A law was broken. He said take one, it, they took it A all. law was... Not, by the way, a law was not a broken. Law was broken. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to understand what a law is. That is not a law. A law is, that man's candy, that period. Is, that is not a law. That is a... That is a... I didn't see the sign or I saw it and I decided not to pay any attention to it. Mm-mm-mm. That's the thing. But if they can sleep at night, and I'm sure, you know what, the problem is, is no one has any morals and no one, no ethics anymore. Mm-hmm. They probably slept fine. Oh, they yeah. did. If they were able to sleep after the sugar rush. Well, yeah, right. You know, that's the only issue is nobody feels bad. Nobody has a conscience. That's why you can't trust people. Right. Yeah. It's a, the video's going everywhere. I don't know if I would have put, yeah, I probably would. I don't know if I would have put them on blast. Like oh, I would have put them on blast. Especially the kids. I've kind of felt, that's, yeah. You know, it's the, not the it, kids' fault. Your parents are pieces of. Garbage, right? And then yeah. on the video, the littlest baby there is the only one who didn't get candy because all them big grown people shoved it in their bags. So when the little baby went up there, the bowl was empty. I said, no, nah, that's a shame. Yeah, that is a shame. When he gets a little baby, like, Mom, what are you doing? <laughs> right, he got nothing. Dude, I'm just trying to do this trick-or-treat thing. <laughs> like, you literally took all <laughs> the candy. It's ridiculous. <laughs> all right, Ugh. second story. We have a new World Series champ, H2. In their 63rd season. The Texas Rangers won the World Series title last night after defeating the Arizona Diamondbacks. It is the Rangers' first World Series title in franchise history. So, of course, tomorrow they are going to be celebrating with a parade, and, of course, it's free for all fans to attend. In Texas. In Texas, yes. Mm -hmm. In other news, uh, the final game of the World Series took place last night. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because I had (laughs) totally missed that one. (laughs) Like, this is how much, this is how clueless I was. I had to tell Nikki this morning to put the story into Uh, the headlines. (laughs) I was like, what? Baseball is not my sport. You know, it's weird, you know, even with like a Super Bowl, right? Um, you know, and you, you know, diehard baseball fans, purists, you know, can say, you know, the, of course, it's if it's their sport, it's the biggest sport, and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But it's it, it's commercially, it's not. Mm-hmm. You know, the Super Bowl's going on, and even if you don't watch football, you have no desire to watch football. You're not even interested in the halftime show. You don't care about the commercials. You don't any about stuff. You, I think, would still know the Super Bowl is getting ready to you take place. You still yes. know because it's everywhere. It's posted everywhere. Like, we already know who's performing for the Super Bowl halftime. And I can count on one hand how many Super Bowls I've ever even watched in my lifetime. Uh-huh. But you know when the Super Bowl's coming. So I think it's just bad marketing from Major League Baseball. Agreed. Is to, you know, again, it's always about the story. And the story has to be told that can trigger people that have no interest in baseball to watch. And this was the Texas Rangers' first win ever. Like, this should have been everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. we're going tomorrow. We might win. Like, nothing. I don't hear anything. Yeah, you should have seen, what, uh, Nolan Ryan. Is he even still alive? You should have seen him on talk shows. And this is a huge thing for the. Is he still alive? I don't even know. I just know that's <laughs> if a he's Ranger not, name. his kid. Right. <laughs> Somebody. Brolin Ryan. Brolin Ryan. Yeah. Uh, this is a pickup of a conversation we started yesterday because of the Big Fat Bribe song of the day, uh, which was Fat Bottom Girls from Queen. That was yesterday's song. Uh, and we were having the conversation of certain songs that just aren't PC anymore, that being one of them. Not necessarily deemed by us, but deemed by them. 
Mm-hmm. So we'll have that conversation if you want to get in on it. 916-909-0985. Hang on. Hey, welcome back. Appreciate you being here. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nick D. There's Nelson. Kyle on the other side of that glass. 916-909-0985. You can also use that to get in on the text machine throughout the program. You're also going to use that phone number when you hear Everclear, Santa Monica, that is 98 Rock's big fat bribe. Today, you're going to be caller 18 and win yourself $500. Your first opportunity to win $500 will be with us before 10 a.m. Now, uh, yesterday, well, let's make sure that we're making this very, very clear. Today's song is Everclear in Santa Monica. Great song, great album, great band, arts, everything's great about it. I love that. Yesterday's song, not today, yesterday's song mm-hmm was by Queen, and it was Fat Bottom Girls. And, uh, we, yeah, we ran out of time yesterday to have this conversation. It would have made more sense to do it yesterday. Mm-hmm. If I were good at what I did, we would have done it yesterday, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, this song deemed inappropriate by Queen. Right. Right. They, they, they nixed their own song. They're not even putting it on their... Uh, upcoming greatest hits album, or maybe it's even out. They said it's not, not friend, not kid friendly. That I don't know why the album needs to be kid friendly. It's just kind of weird. Uh, I, I I don't. There's only been a few bands that I've seen kind of nix their own songs. I know Guns and Roses nixed uh, One in a Million, or no, yeah, One in a Million, right? Did they? Is that what the one that they got rid of? Is that the song One in a Million? Yeah. Right when you know the N word and all that stuff. Oh right, yes. Is, is that one? In, is that not one? In yeah, a million? that's Guns and Roses, One in a Million. Do I know it's? I know they have a song One in a Million. Is that the? It's off the Lies album. I'm trying to think if it's the right song. Anyway, because of the the story that's being told. Mm-hmm. But if you knew the backstory behind that song, you know you might understand it a little bit better. But unfortunately, there's some yeah, it's One in a Million. Yeah, comments that are made during the song. Then if you're just listening to it, and that's the problem with us as fans of of music. You know, when you listen to a song, you don't bother researching the song. You don't know the artistry behind it. Like when you hear Rate Me My Nirvana, mm-hmm. it's it, it just I'm still blown away that radio plays, especially in Morning Drive. Yeah. Right. But if you because I know how people feel about it. Mm-hmm. But if you understood the song, the song, it's actually the opposite of what you think. Mm-hmm. And the reason why it's so in your face is is because that's what Kurt Cobain wanted. Mm-hmm. The label didn't even want to release it. He made it a point. He said, no, this is going to get attention. Yes. You remember, there was a day and age where any press was good press. Yeah. And controversy got you attention. Yes, it did. And you would do it, do it, do it, do it. And that's one of the backstories behind the song. But the song is actually very anti. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, and then, you know, there's a bunch of them out there. That I guess it's all subjective. Like, what do you think? Yeah, some of them less subjective than others. Yeah, and then you got to also think of, like, what's offensive? You know, what's, you know, I, the politically correct stuff I'm not a huge fan of, but, you know, there there does come a point in time where you have to evolve with times and, and you have to say, okay, we've moved past that. And there's, you know, maybe that artistry does not hold up as well as it did 30, 40, 50 years ago. And it doesn't make any sense. But uh-huh. does that mean that you just cancel it, nix it, and get rid of it altogether? I don't think you do, mm-hmm. but there's a 
you got to read the room, and there's a time and place for certain things. Yes. Right? Like, GNR doesn't even perform one in a million in concert. No. I don't believe Queen is performing Fat Bottom Girls that in concert. That seems like a crime. With Those Adam- two should not be in, like, the same category of why we can't do them anymore. With Adam Lambert. But, I mean, have you ever heard, a, like, not even just on the radio, Nikki, but just in general, heard a song? And none of us in this room are easily offended. Mm-hmm. Most people say they're not, which is a lie. Uh, but there are going to be certain things that are going to get under your skin, even in a genre of music that you enjoy, whether it's rap, RB, or whatnot, you hear a song and you go, that's a little bit too much. Well, one of the, the biggest songs in that arena is um, Aaliyah. I don't know if you remember Aaliyah or yeah. you know about Aaliyah. The song she did, Age, is nothing but a number. People have pulled that song. They won't play it because oh. when she did that song, she was 14 or 15. And at that time, she was then messing with R. Kelly, R. Kelly. and he had um, secretly married her. Right. right, so that he would avoid jail time, exactly. basically. So that's one of those songs that, we, especially now, if you hear it, you're like, ouch, Mm-mm, not good. Well, in the rock world, the equivalent would be She's Only 17. I was just going to say 17 that. by yeah, Winger. Yeah, it's got to be Winger. Yeah, it's got to be Winger. She's Only 17. Mm-hmm. But, again, you look back. Her daddy says she's too young, but she's old enough for me. Right, exactly. <laughs> but you, you, you kind of... you. It's very like even explaining it. You know, have you ever been accused of something you didn't do and you try to defend yourself? And you seem guilty as soon as you defend. Just yourself. because you're defending yourself. Yep. As soon as you open your mouth, you do that. So every time I have this conversation about certain songs or a certain time period that I lived through, mm-hmm. and you try to explain it to somebody that did not live through that time period, they don't get it. Nope. You know, so if you go back to the '80s, even early '90s, mm-hmm. when you were kind of tail ending the late 80s and that lifestyle it was senior hook up with a freshman because they're young and they don't know anybody uh, right yep. right now that was 17 to 13 which is perverted now thinking extremely about it. creepy right i don't think that is that's the that's 17. why i give you the exception because when i was a freshman there was a senior that i dated and my dad was not happy but i'm like There's we're no still in high school been. we're all still in high school uh, okay that's to you but take take the big picture Creepy. It's creepy. I don't think it's, it's creepy. It's creepy. Grown a man. A senior wants to date your daughter right now. My daughter is, is a, a sophomore. I would let her date a senior. They're only t- two years apart. But what if she wanted to date a sophomore in college? No, that's what? too old. Okay. What about but, a freshman? Well, hold on for a second, but that's the same age gap. No, it's not. That's a four-year gap, not three. Four-year? I just said freshman to senior. That's a four-year age gap. No, it's Those not. are four years that separate you. Freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. That's four. Count but in them. age, it's only three years. It's 13 to 17. Well, 13 wouldn't be a freshman. No. I was a freshman when I was 13. There's no I wasn't. How. No. I was. I was just Did you skip a grade? I, I did. He, he, he did does not. not. I know. He I did. remember seventh grade is, seventh grade is 13. I did skip a grade. I skipped <laughs> I skipped fourth grade. I did. Did you really? I did. I I'll believe you okay. as you say. I skipped fourth grade. Skipped then the grade. he well, could then have you... been a 13-year-old freshman. Okay. Then you were 13, but most people are not 13 when they're freshmen. All the kids at my school, it was a special school. Oh, everybody skipped the fourth grade. Our professors bald at a guy in a wheelchair. They didn't have grades. Yeah, they didn't have grades at at Xavier's school for the gifted. (laughs) You're so ridiculous. Where are the X's? That was our football team. (laughs) The X's. We're really good. (laughs) Really, really good. I got a complaint letter at another radio job that I was at for one of the songs that's on this list. This one right here. So the show the the show that I was on, we did a bit around uh, Fourth of July where it was the All American game, 
And you just had to answer three questions about America, and if you answered all three of them, you're full-blooded American, and we play the Star Spangled Banner. Mm. But if you two, one question, no questions right, we play this, because you got to get it. You're turning Japanese. You ain't. Just because it's a play on the words, you're turning oh Japanese. <laughs> the Japanese League of Lincoln, Nebraska, wrote like a full-page letter to our boss's boss about how insensitive it was, and how could they do that? How could you allow this on the radio? And we're like, it was a song in the 80s. And it's, mm-hmm. We're just trying to insinuate that you, mm-hmm. you're you not a full-blooded American. Nope. Do you remember when uh, when COVID first started and Trump started calling it the uh, Kung Flu? Yeah, I shouldn't laugh, so, yes, I So do. before he did that, I had a parody done of, to the- of, of uh, you can play S1, actually. Because that's one of those politically incorrect songs. Uh-huh. Which I, I guess... Perhaps the song was just trying to celebrate the ancient art of kung fu, but its lyrics, funky Chinaman from funky Chinatown with stereotypically Asian-sounding last names isn't exactly uh, the appreciation. Billy Chin and little Sammy Chung. But I don't understand why that's like, that's bad because, I don't know. You know, if, like, it's it's not that it's not correct. Uh Uh-huh. Like, that's that's where this whole thing gets really weird. And, I mean, if you kind of, Sit back and take a, you know, like, is it really politically incorrect? Is it really offensive? Like, is the that old- you're using an Asian typed name for an Asian per now? Like, if you're mocking the Asian community, I can understand. Yeah, I don't feel like that's what he was doing with that song. But at the same time, you know, the like they have a music video for it or whatever, and he looks like he's a character out of like an old black exploitation movie because oh, okay. he's dressed in the the it's not dojos where you fight at. What's it called? Not a kimono. What the, What do you find? A, a gi. gi. A gi. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. He's dressing, he's dressing a gi as he's doing this and then doing like the hand movements like he's doing kung so fu. So the video and, was offensive more than the lyrics? Well, I think probably the lyrics okay. don't hold up that well anymore either. Does that mean that you can't, I don't even want to ask this. Do you remember the old like fat joke? Which one? Like that was, that had. Knock, knock, Asian, who's there? No. Right. Fat joke, fat joke who? No. Nelson? <laughs> Nelson. <laughs> oh, you're an extra fat kid. No, it's like he's that he's got more he's got more than Chins in China, Chinatown. Yeah. He's got more chins in Chinatown, more chins than a Chinese phone book. Can you right. say that anymore? Oh, like Oh no, I don't think you can. we're gonna find out about three I have, hours. I I know. <laughs> no, I don't think you say that, Nelson. <laughs> okay. You know, all these songs that I have in front of me that uh that you put together, you know, and, and not to not to be that guy guy, but like not one of them is a rap song with the N word. Yeah, no. I mean, you've talked about, you know, there's the Asian community, there's the Native Americans. I mean, with S5. Well, play a rap song that a white guy's saying it, which they exist. Who's offended by that? Well, I mean, I mean, like. These are songs that people are offended by for whatever reason. No, hold on. Get get that right. These aren't, I'm not reading, I'm not playing these and reading these because they are. I'm just saying they would be considered politically incorrect. There's a difference. Okay. There's not like, you know, a percentage of people that have complained about these Uh songs or anything. It's not like old Hank Sr. songs. Uh, S5, I never even thought about this. is a good song, too. This is a little insane. I'm an Indian Outlaw by Tim McGraw from 94. So because he's not Native American, he can't sing this, even though he's and it's like, I mean, singing about like that's, you know, that's what we've learned, like with the Washington Redskins and the what they'd been going through for all uh-huh. those years 
is there's a divide in that community, at least what I've read, is that a lot of people are like, you're paying tribute to, uh-huh. just like the Kansas City Chiefs or the Atlanta Braves. Sure. Uh, now, I, you would have an argument if you look at some of the old Westerns where the Native Americans are always the bad guy. Right. And if you've noticed over time, Westerns have changed. That's not always the case. Mm-hmm. It's always now it's a bearded white guy with no teeth. Right. It's 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 which is fine. It's I don't always care. the trashy cowboy yep. who's the bad guy uh, versus the because that's probably you know yeah it, it's not all, I know you got to have when growing up it was cowboys and Indians cowboys sure. are the good guys the Indians were the bad guys but that's not true yeah, that's not always out. true but no. I would be I'd be pissed off too if you just rolled up and started stealing my land you well, know right so maybe I would be the bad guy in your eyes yeah history was written by the victor in that regard no uh Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder did huh. Eb- ebony and ivory yeah how is I love this ebony and ivory Great how song. is this not politically correct ivory, it's like literally about harmony and you got all the boxes checked you got a white guy and a black guy yeah and he's blind Right. So now you got a handicap. Wow, I didn't even there. think that. You're ADA compliant. And Paul McCartney's ex-wife had one leg. Oh, yeah. Oh, don't talk about her. Why? She was the bitch who ruined his life. I think she died. Whoa, No, Nelson? Linda died. Not the one, the, the one-legged woman did not die. She ruined his life. She did Paul McCartney dirty. I think Paul's doing okay. I don't think he got his life no, ruined she too broke his. she broke his heart. McCartney and uh, Stevie Wonder meant well with the hyper-literal interpretation of race relations, but their message of people are the same, there's good and bad in everyone, so let's just get along would be interpreted as a hilariously naive by more woke factions of today's cultural... So you can't even win when you're trying to be nice. It's like, oh, you're mocking. That's... I- I don't get that from that song at all. But Not at all. That's what people are saying. That's what people are saying, but I don't agree with that one. What is Not that? At all. What was the big... Me and my best friend, we call each other Ebony and Ivory. Hmm. We are the world. Oh, yeah. Somebody going to have a problem with that one? They might. You never know. God. I mean, that was bringing... I mean, that, was, that gives me chills. Yeah. yeah, I don't think... A few people even realize today how big of a like a, an event that was, We Are the World. Mm-hmm. And for them to pull that together... Oh, right after the award show? Right. Just, just roll up in there? Just all of the famous people at the time, and they're like, hey, come on over here. We're just going to record this song real quick. No mm-hmm. agents, nothing. Uh, Taylor Swift's on this list, too. Picture to burn. So go and tell your friends that I'm obsessive and crazy. That's fine. I'll tell mine that you're gay. Oh, that's the one she changed the lyric to, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a reason why that line's in there. From Like, I mean, she's just not throwing, I mean... That's not a Taylor Swift thing to do. No, right, to drag you. Right, to drag drag the gay community. I don't see oh, that happening. Just drag you for being a cheater. I bet you if you were to go through every what has been deemed politically incorrect song mm. and somebody sat there and explained it to you because you're too lazy to do your own research, uh, you would probably feel a little bit embarrassed. Yeah, you're mad at the headline. Yeah. There's not too many songs that I think even if you listen to on the radio, even if you know the cuss words that are beeped out or muted or whatever we do, that you're sitting there and you go, oh, I can't listen to that station anymore. Nope. I can't. You know, whether it's us or somebody else, we're just like, I can't listen because it was just so offensive. Nirvana still probably is the top top song. Yes. Fat Bottom Girls, I don't see anybody. Because that's the thing, right? Everybody's thick. That's just a good mm-hmm. time, man. Fat Bottom Girls. That's a great title. That's well, a time. Oh, time. That's a good time, man. That's a, well, I don't know. Give me a Fat Bottom Girl, baby. You tell me, Nelson. Is it a good time? I like them thick, though. Thick. Uh, the song today, not... Offensive or politically incorrect. Mm-mm. It is Everclear Santa Monica. And like I said, it's happening before 10 a.m. And it could happen any minute. 
So you got to be uh, listening, and when you hear it, be caller 18 to 916-909-0985. See what I'm saying? Hint, hint, hint. At any time, it could happen. At any time, it could happen. All right, give us a minute here. Hang on. Show me the money. Money. All right. It's 98 Rocks. Big Fat Live. Very exciting times. It's 98 Rock. You're listening to the BS. Your name, please. Brian Foster. Brian Foster, where are you calling from, Brian Foster? I'm on the road uh, headed towards Gilroy from Sacramento. Doing what? Going to work? Yeah, going to work. I'm a sales rep. For who? Uh, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. They're motorcycle brands. Uh, that sounds like you make a lot of money. You don't need $500. <laughs> 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 I need everything I can get, man. Yeah, story of our holidays. Yeah, story of our lives. Well, look, brother man, uh, congratulations! Woo-hoo! You got no yourself way. no way five hundred dollars in your pocket, wow. sir. Hell yeah! You guys are awesome. I've been listening all morning. I've been on the road for two hours already. Yeah, that's a long time to put it up is. with us. Jesus. What are we doing with that $500? Oh, man, that's definitely going towards uh, my kid's Christmas. Oh, that's nice. How old's your kid? A two and a half. Oh, okay. But, uh, oh, I got baby. three stepkids, so there's, uh, there's lots of kids. It's, it's going to go around. Oh, <laughs> dude, let's talk about being a stepdad. Uh, how, what's, the, what's the ages of your stepkids? So I got the whole spectrum. I got 12, 14, and 16-year-old. Um, two of those are girls, and then uh, the middle child, the 14-year-old, is a boy. Yeah. And then my son, the two-and-a-half-year-old, is a boy. So we, it's evened out, at least. Yeah. But uh, it's a lot. Yeah. Well, I'm a stepdad, and I got to tell you, the boy, woo, baby, that was uh, – I could have written a book on that, that, that situation. That was tough. But uh, the girl was a breeze. But as he's gotten older, it gets better. So my wow. my advice to you in the darkest of days as being a stepdad, they get better. And uh, and, and it actually means it's, it's, it's a pretty good happy ending when it's all said and done. I got to tell you. That is nice to hear, man. It's funny because actually our, uh, you know, my stepson is the easiest of them all right now. Really? You know, the girls are going, they're going through it all. They're. Uh, one's one's in uh, eighth grade, the other's a junior in high school. So, like, you know, they're the drama. And then, uh, boy, he just does his thing, and he gets good grades, and he plays football, and we don't really worry about him. Wow. Well, good for you. I had the opposite. You know, my daughter was just a yeah. little princess. She did nothing wrong. And Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> Gave you a run for your money. Nick, Nikki was around for the Caleb day. Dude, one time we <laughs> – when he, I forget what age he was. He's some teenager – and uh, he got out of the bathroom. He, he's always in the bathroom. Even at 22, he's always in the bathroom. He comes out of the bathroom, and, like, Ariel goes in there and screams. And he just started, he, like, wanted to shave, like, his body. He shaved his entire body on the floor <laughs> of oh, the no. bathroom oh, and left the hair there. Ugh. And just left. Not cool. <laughs> and, yeah, he was like, what the same? I go, Kill, what are you doing? He's like, oh, no, the kids are saying they shave. And he started to manscape. Oh. But I mean, he he took uh, it like he manscaped his entire everything. body. Yeah. All right, dude. Well, congratulations. You got yourself five hundred dollars. I'm going to put you on hold. We appreciate you listening to 98 Rock and the BS. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Drive safely and have a great day at work. Okay. 
Thank you guys so much. Have an awesome day. All right, hang on. You folks. too. Well, I got more opportunities for you with Everclear in Santa Monica, so please continue to listen and be caller 18 and get yourself $500. I keep getting my uh, um, uh, notifications on my phone, so I got my FBI class tonight. It was moved from Tuesday to Thursday, mm-hmm. right? And I'm in, this is a big night. This is a really big night. So tomorrow when I come in, I'm either going to be in a great mood or I'm in a really bad mood because I get to I'm cooking the main course for all of my classmates. Exciting at HQ, right? All my fellow uh, junior agents, and so uh, I, I was like, I'm going all in, and I want to do what I do best, and that's smoke a brisket. Mm-hmm. And so I've had this brisket on for about 10, 11 hours, put it in overnight, mm-hmm. and it's on the big green egg, and I checked it this morning. And it looks beautiful. It I, looks delicious. The bark is there. I mean, I haven't opened it up yet. So when I get out of here, I'm going to go and wrap it in some uh, you know, butcher paper, and then I'm going to let it sit, and then I'm going to cut it up, and I'm going to take it in. And there is not a – like for those that grill, and again, I've noticed that moving out here to the West Coast, grilling is not as big on the West Coast as it is the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because of the fires. I have no idea. It's very, very odd because I like my grilling buddies. I like to sit there and talk meat. Mm-hmm. I like to cook for people. And so this is like really the first big opportunity that I'm getting to cook for people. Yes, and a lot of people too. It's 40 plus. Yeah. You know, so I'm just hoping that my 16 pound brisket is enough. You know, I'll cut it in, mm-hmm. you know, slices and cubes and stuff like that. But uh, I'm either going to walk out and they're going to love it or I'm going to see it on their face. They're going to lie to me. But with right. my FBI skills, you know, I can tear that apart pretty damn quick. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I was telling somebody the other day about this uh, that we work with. Did you, if I'm wrong here, please correct me for those that are listening. Again, we're new. You know, we've been here for about seven, almost eight months, so we're still learning things. But there is a, uh, a fire law in California. Now, I know it makes sense when I say that, but this is odd because I was like, can, it, it, you can't. Certain, not Placer County, but Sacramento County, you can't put a fire in your fireplace on certain days. That makes sense. Really? They have water rules here, so I'm sure they probably have fire rules. Yeah, but are sense. we saying that like uh, embers are coming out the flu then, and that's why? I have no idea. No idea. Is it emissions? <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about emissions. That's the honest thing I've ever heard. Like, I can understand like a, a, a yard burn or trash burn or something like that. I don't like them anyway. That's country. Yeah, right. Well, there's people doing it in their yards. Where, yeah. where, yes. Where, where me and Nikki come from, that's a thing. Same. You know, but I, I, that I can understand, but to, to have laws and rules, now it's not enforced, I'm told. I mean, it's a law, but it's really not enforced. Like, no, cops aren't going to show up at your house. Probably. Unless somebody probably calls them on you. But so, yeah, somebody. Got but, one of those neighbors. Yeah, yeah you're going to have somebody call. Mm-hmm. We can't just, so that's when I asked, I said, well, what if I'm smoking, you know, meat? Uh, and they see smoke. Is that against the the laws too? Am I going to get Am I going to get called on? Oh, that's a great question. And the the person that I was speaking with, they said no, it doesn't apply to that. It just applies to fireplace fire fires. Like in your open house. fire. No, 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 no. Like in your house, a fireplace. Oh, like wood okay, burning okay, stoves. Okay, 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 I got you. And, not a fire pit. I was pit. thinking a fire pit. No, no, no. no, no in like, your house. That's why okay. it's so. That's why it's so nutty that you there's supposedly certain days that you can't have a fire in your fire in your house. Oh, okay. Now I'm confused. I have no idea. Isn't that odd? That is very odd. A little weird, right? Dang. I want to know what it is. I want to know the reasoning now. Uh, well, I have no idea. It's either got to be, what, emissions or... I think it is emissions based on... The, I'm trying to pull up the Sacramento Bee, but I have to log in. I mean, it sounds like very West Coasty thing with the emissions. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like a pollution deal. Pollution and all that Smog. kind of stuff. Yeah, but, you know, if that's the case, then you should 
you know, they, they should push certain types of wood to burn because there's certain wood that people will burn, especially if they're getting it for free, that give off different types of smoke. Exactly. That does make sense. You know, and, uh, you know, this is more for a fire pit. I don't know if they make this for in-house fireplaces, but you can buy a what's called a smokeless fire pit. And I used to have one. It was made by a company called Brio. I'm sure that there's uh, numerous companies that make them, but there was like a filtration system on the bottom of the fire pit. Mm-hmm. So when the smoke would would come up, it would go around this filter and it would clean it. So it was a clean smoke. You know, when you're sitting around a fire pit, that smoke always finds you. Yes. Right. And it's really annoying. This smoke would go straight up, but it was clean smoke. It was oh. white smoke. So it would filter the smoke for the most part so you didn't get that gray and black mm-hmm. nasty smoke. So I don't know if they can do that in the fireplace. You know, I'm all for saving the planet, don't get me wrong, but uh, I think that's kind of kooky that yeah. the that's- government's telling you when you can have a fireplace in your house if you're trying to save money <laughs> right. on your electricity you don't want or your gas bill, and you're like, well, let's just light a fire instead. They want you to get the fake fires, the fake fireplaces with the fake flames. That's what I had. Which, by the way, I got no problem. <laughs> That's what I had. I, I am not, truth be told, I am not a fireplace in-house guy. Mm-hmm. They scare the living daylights out of me. The fake ones are nice. Because you're like, all right, I'm ready to go to bed. I shouldn't have put those two pieces of wood on. What do I do now? <laughs> you can't throw water on it. You can't put it out with a fire extinguisher. So you can close it up and supposedly it's safe, but what What if, what if, what if, what if? Right. Ugh. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll sit here and just watch the fire go out. <laughs> Sleep you in just front keep, of it. keep poking at it, right? <laughs> yes, breaking yeah. it up. All right, second round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you what Elon Musk is revisiting and where millions in fentanyl was recovered. All right, two big stories from today. Get you a second round of headlines here in a minute. Hey. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines, read all about it, baby. Extra, extra, read all about it. Apple Jeff's tell me that the you know possibility for the fire thing that we were talking about laws. What I just learned that you can't have a fire in your fireplace in certain on days, and that's just Sacramento County, not I guess not Placer County, but uh, the embers started a lot of fires years ago, and that would be the. Re- but wasn't that? Yeah, that's yeah, that's the guy with no legs. But it wasn't that wasn't that one from wildfires though. Yeah, that's outdoor. Listen, this is from the Sack B, okay? So it's about air quality. Wood burning in the winter causes over 50% of fine particle pollution in Sacramento County, wrote the Sac Metro Air District. Wood smoke, similar to wildfire smoke, contains small particles capable of entering your bloodstream and creating a risk of heart attack, stroke, or asthma. Ah, come on. I don't know if I believe all so that. So you're right. So you're supposed to check for what the pollution level is. You can use wood burning fireplaces, stoves, inserts, and pellet stoves on any day when fine particle pollution isn't forecast to be too high. I bet you a lot of you that have lived here for twenty plus years didn't even know this. Right. I mean that's such, a, such an odd thing. I, mean, uh-huh. I was just like, really? That's a thing? Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, second round of headlines. Thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air. Good Guys Heating Cooling.com. Best service, best price. That is guaranteed. Go ahead. Elon Musk is bored, so now he wants to fight again. H3. You know, he was posting all these fight videos, and then someone on Twitter at the time said, Hey, you should fight Zuck. And I said, Well, I'm willing to fight if he, if he is. And Zuck posted, uh, Name the place or something. Something like that effect. He yeah. sounds so funny when he yeah, talks. He's like, Human Valium. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just, I just, any time, any place. Well, can you imagine him fighting? I just, I, I just want to fight you. Right. Would you, 
would you listen to me fight you? How about I just talk to you instead, and I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I just punched you in the face. What words? I'm going to put you out, put you to sleep just by talking to you. I'm kind of like the white Morgan Freeman, you know? That's just what I am, which is very soothing. He's got a very soothing voice. He really he does. does. <laughs> like just mimicking him is actually putting me to sleep. Yeah. During Tuesday's episode of the Joe Rogan Experience, he sat down and talked with Elon Musk, who said he still wants to fight Big Zuck, is what he called him. He said he accused me of not being serious. And I said, listen, at the end of the day, I'll fight you any place, anywhere, under any rules. And then he goes on to quote Dr. Seuss and says, I'm happy to fight him in a house on a mouse with a louse. We, <laughs> we'll go full Dr. Seuss from here. And he's basically trying to call him back out. But didn't he Mark, say did he say he was open to a duel? Yeah, he's because Rogan said, like, well, would you sword fighting him? He's like, sure, let's go. And Rogan's like, Jesus. Yeah. He's I mean, doing the most. That ship has kind of sailed. It was sexy yeah. at the beginning because you got two tech nerds. You know, I mean they'd probably before they threw any punches report each other to HR first. Yes. You know, so that's that, that the fight would never even happen. Uh, but that it was sexy at the time, and I think even Dana White and the UFC were like, "Okay, we'll put you on a card." Oh, for sure. This is going to get eyes and ears. This is a gimmick fight, and yep. then it just never came to fruition. So people I, are over it at this point. Yeah, like stop talking about it. Just move on from it. All right, second story. Cartel drugs were seized and could have killed millions. H four. Buena Park police score a serious drug bust, including enough fentanyl to kill more than four and a half million people. Three men living in Hillsborough County, that's in Florida, they were arrested and charged with trafficking fentanyl. Now, they uh, pulled them over with 10 kilograms, which is uh, worth $2.5 million and could kill 5 million people if taking in overdose amounts. Now, they were able to say that these drugs came from the cartel and they originated from Compton, California. That's where they brought it over and it made its way to Florida. Yeah, that's a long stretch. It is. Yeah. yeah. Five, did you say 5 million people? It could kill 5 million people, yes. Those drugs, right there, $2.5 million. Um, 10 kilograms. 10 kilograms. Of fentanyl. Because it's, pa- it's packaged people. like cocaine. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It's like, wh- think of any movie that you've seen where there's a drug bust and there's bricks, bricks of white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except a flake of fentanyl will kill you. So what happens to the guys? You know, they get arrested. They get thrown in jail. You almost think they should get <laughs> attempted murder, shouldn't they? Like, Well, I mean, outside- well, they're deported because one of these three guys, oh. he's been deported Three times the article says since 2020. Well, so they they arrest them and they send them back to their country and then they come back. No. It's time to port him to San Quentin. Well, no. I, mean? like, I would not want to be deported. Like you just lost two and a half million dollars of the cartel's money. Yeah. Like I don't, please don't send, send me anywhere. Right. <laughs> anywhere else. <laughs> but do not send me back home. No. Yeah. Please send me. Do you want me to go fight for the Ukraine? I'll go do it. Oh, right. Like, just send me somewhere else. <laughs> Put me on the Gaza Strip. Put me anywhere else. I didn't think about it that way. Mm-hmm. But don't send me back to Mexico because I owe someone two and a half million dollars and I don't think they have a payment plan. Sure they don't. <laughs> they can't garnish. Nope. Hmm. Nothing to garnish. It's over with. Uh, our buddy Ian Bag will be in town at the Punchline, Sacramento, November 10th. That's what the, well, he's going to be in town for a couple days, but these tickets or for the November 10th show, 9.45p. Uh, amazing comedian. Ian was on with us yesterday. Best crowd-working comedian. If you've never seen Ian, please win these tickets because you will fall in love with Ian Bag, and he will soon become your favorite comedian that exists, and then you'll go and see all of his specials and follow him on YouTube and Instagram and all that stuff, and he's a wonderful human being as is. So um, 
Uh, courtesy of Live Nation, if you want the tickets, we'll do a round of nothing personal. I need two players. 916-909-0985. Again, 916-909-0985. Start lining up. We go to our super secret special website. We grab real stories of people here in Sacramento that had a brush with love, trying to find that special someone once again. So you, with the help from Nikki D, have to tell me, man for woman, man for man, woman for man, or woman for woman. If you want in, nothing personal. First come, first serve. We'll do it here next. Hey, hey girl or dude, won't you come and get you some of this? The BS knows all about missed connections. Hey, how you doing? But can you guess the sexes? It's time to play Nothing Personal. Hey, thanks for listening. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson. Kyle on the other side of the glass. We'll do a round of Nothing Personal for Passes to see Ian Bag at the Punchline, Sacramento, November 10th, 945 show, courtesy of Live Nation. We got Robert in Sacramento. How are you, Robert? I'm good. Thank you. Good. Thank you. No. Thank you. And Jason in Sacramento. How are you, Jason? I'm doing all right, boss. All right, my friend. Yeah, let's do it. All right, guys. Uh, Here's how the game plays, for those not in the know. We uh, go to our super secret special website. These are real stories from people in or around Sacramento that are brushed with love, looking for that person once again. So we'll start with you, Robert. I'm going to read you a story, uh, very generic, and you will give me an answer with the help from Nikki D. Man for woman, man for man, woman for man, or woman for woman. You get it right, you get a point. If not, Jason gets the steal, and back and forth we go. Gentlemen, do we understand the rules? Yes, yes. All right. We got manly men man. yes, we do. playing this game right now. Here we go, Robbie. First one is for you. Excuse me. Haven't stopped thinking about you. You won't stop running through my mind. Even though you screwed me over, I'd forgive it all to have my hands on your body once again. When I close my eyes, I'm taken right back to that awful apartment that we shared. Your scent, my fingers running through your hair, and my hands on your curves. All it consumes me. Don't let that last chapter of us be a sad one. I promise you won't be left wanting. Man for woman, man for man, woman for man, woman for woman. Robert, Nikki D, about 30 seconds. Go ahead. All right. Um, to say you're running through my mind, kind of like one of those cheesy lines men give you. They're in an awful apartment, and he wants his hands on her curves. It's giving me man for woman vibes or either man for man. But I strongly am going with man for woman. Robert, what do you think? Yeah, I'm thinking man for woman as well. Man for woman. Good answer. It is. But is it a right answer? That's right. Woo, let's go. There you go. Mm-mm-mm. Nicely done. It's a dude for a lady. Running hands through hair. You're right. Good call. All right, Jason. Let's get on the board. Here we go. Concentra on Alhambra. Isaac. I think I'm saying all those things correctly. I believe so. That's right. Yeah. We were both at the Concentra on Alhambra. That's so much fun. That is. This morning. The look on your face said you could use a nice set of hands to ease your troubles. 
Before I could hit you up, they called you back. That frame is burned into my mind, though. Those pants fit just right, and that olive-colored top was a nice touch. All of that would look a lot better on my floor, though. You, however, would look better in my queen-size bed with me at your beck and call. Not beck and call. Beck and call. Man for woman, man for man. Woman for man or woman for woman. All right, this one's a little tough. It's not really giving much away here. They're at the urgent care, though, so they're sick or something wrong with them. Um, They're talking about a frame, how the pants fit, wearing an olive colored shirt and wanting to be on the floor that sounds manly to me so i'm thinking man for man here dude on dude jason you yeah. into that uh, <laughs> 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 i'm gonna go with nikki on this one since there are too many clues All right. usually right there's a lot of clues you just got to figure them out uh so man for man man for man is what i get from this locking one. that in jay go for it well, that's incorrect. <gasps> that is wrong. Wow. No man for man. Robert for the steal. Man for woman. Man for woman. What a great answer. I think it's woman for woman if it's not man for man. I don't get man for woman vibes with this one. But it's, this is your game to win or lose, so go with your good. This one was tough for me. What are you thinking, Rob? Yeah, I'm going to stick with man for woman. That's a good move, my friend. Always go with your gut. That's wrong. <laughs> oh, back to you, Jason. Woman for man or woman for woman are your options. 50 50, last chance. Jason? Jason. No, woman for woman. Woman for woman. Yeah, that's what my next Third time's is. a charm. Sticking with that, locking that in, huh? Yeah. That's right. Woohoo! Let's go. Taking the long route. No big deal. It's fine. We'll get theirs. All right, Robert, the board is yours. Tied up one apiece. Red Raptor, Watt Ave, Sacramento. Your truck is hot, but not near as hot as you. Couldn't keep my eyes off you. I was so distracted, I almost hit the Honda in front of me. (laughs) You seemed to laugh at my thirstiness and egg me on. I could tell you've been putting the 4x4 to good use. Why don't you come and explore my back road? Oh. Don't leave me stranded. All right, man for woman, man for man, woman for man, woman uh, for woman, Robert. (laughs) Robert, I had woman for man down, and then he said come explore my back road, and I immediately changed this to a man for a man. Thinks his truck is hot and uh, trying to get it in. So I'm doing man for man with this one. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I was mm. thinking man for woman or woman for man, but then, yeah, man yeah. for man. Walking in. Sometimes that happens. You know, you just start thinking of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Can't explain it. <laughs> I can't explain it. <laughs> it's not a choice. It is. More like man for man, locking that in, Robert? Yes, sir. That's right. Let's go. There you go. Do that. Correct. My man Jason, two to one. Got to get this. Run. Well, we got time, so we're good, but let's get this. Red Camaro 80 Loop, Sacramento. Saw you on the highway, and I, well, I couldn't catch you. You could rev my engine any time, though. 
Don't let this tiny frame fool you. I'm built for performance. You shouldn't have to be the only one working that stick shift. These curves can get slippery, but don't worry. You're not in any danger. But hey, I will give you the ride of your life. Oh, wow, 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 that was nasty. Dirty minds in this city. Oh, man for woman, man for man, woman for man, or woman for woman. Uh, go ahead, Jason Nikki. All right. Um, this is a woman for a man all day long. She wants to. Uh, she wants him to rev her engine. She says she has a tiny frame, but she can work his stick. And then she said he has slippery. She has slippery curves. So this is giving me woman for man all day long. All right, woman for man. What do you think of Jason? Tie it up. That's the same one I was thinking. We'll lock it in. Locking that in. That's right. Let's go. You guys are good. Rolling today. All right, here's where we're at. Because of time, it's tied up. We got one left, and the board is yours, Robert. You get this right, you win the tickets. If you don't, it's going to Manly Man Jason. Okay? Here we go. Delicious ramp agent sack. We met waiting in the TSA line on Thursday. You're on your way down south. And after just a few mins, I was ready to make my way down south. Oh. Too. I couldn't tell you which way you were landing on that, but based on the vibe we had going, I think I'm the type of person you're looking for. What we need to do <laughs> is film our own in-flight movie. Maybe join the club, if you know what I mean. I hope champagne is good enough for our beverage services. Beverage. <laughs> man for woman, man for man, woman for man, or woman for woman. <laughs> Alright. Um, this is a ramp agent. Again, it's going to sound bad, but I only see men out there on the ramp throwing those bags. Then he wants to go down south on her and make a movie. So this is giving me man for woman vibes. By the way, I never said her or him. You're putting. I'm those putting in. those in there. That's dirty that you say it like. Yeah, that, I'm putting those in there. Watch your tongue. Okay. Like right. literally. Yeah, I was I was thinking the same thing. What are we thinking? I have to go with Nikki on. I'm going with Nikki on this one. Man for woman. Uh oh, pressure's on. Okay, let's talk about this for a second. Man for woman. Uh, I feel so much pressure. I can't tell you either way. I just want you to take a second. Make sure, Robert, that's your answer. You have an opportunity to change it. I'm going to stick with man for woman. He's sticking it out. Don't say I didn't warn you. Literally. Ooh, look dirty. at you, dirty. <laughs> dirty little pornography. We're doing nothing personal. Man for woman, locking that in, Robert, for the win? Yeah, locking it in. That's incorrect. Oh, no. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Manly man Jason psyched. I like it. It is uh, It is lady for lady. Oh, woman for woman. 
Oh. Woman for a woman. Yeah. There's no other choice. Robert, Thanks. you played a great game, my friend. You really, really did. And I appreciate you listening. We'll have more passes to give out tomorrow if you'd like to try back, okay? Alrighty. All right. Thank you. Thank you, sir. And Jason. Hi, Robert. I was actually afraid of Jason Loss. He sounds like he's tough. Yeah, like he's going to show up. Yeah, so I wanted to make sure he got I had something <laughs> in my back pocket. I was like, I got something for you if you lose. <laughs> Jason could get through What's that? I didn't get through for the 500 bucks. I'm trying to win these tickets. That's fine. We'll all get right. you something, bro. We just want you on our side. That's all. Uh, Ian Bag, Punchline, Sacramento, November 10th, 945 show. I think that's the show we're going to go to as well, so hopefully we'll get to meet up. Uh, it's actually probably be in our best interest to go to that show since yes. we're giving away tickets for that show. Uh-huh. Uh, courtesy of Live Nation for everybody else, PunchlineSack.com. Jason, we appreciate everything. Can you hang on for me? Yep. All right. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. You can tell he's got like a beard or flannel. Yeah. His coffee's real hot, but it's nice. Mm-hmm. But he can drink it and it doesn't matter. Uh huh. He dips and he doesn't spit. Yes. What you does know? he do? What, it's he guts it. it. He guts it, yeah. yeah. He's got steel toed boots and like the boot is showing the steel. Oh, yeah. And it looks cool. It's rugged. Really rugged. That's also, a, when he cuts himself deep, he just throws some super glue in it and keeps him. Keeps on working. And it doesn't matter what radio station he puts it on, Pantera is always playing. Right. <laughs> Somehow. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> What's the Christian station again? Walk! That's what kind of man that is. I, I see. <laughs> I see. He cuts his nails. With a buck knife. Oh, yeah. Right? Yes. He picks his teeth with a sword. Uh-huh. Okay. Signed by John Stamos. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Gone too far. Uh, no, right. that's, uh, that signature you're seeing right there is a one Mr. Randy Jackson. Thing. Randy. Oh, that's right. Oh, American Pretty noticeable. Uh, I got something on Netflix that you should watch, and I brought it up a couple times, but I, I, I get about 15 minutes into it every night, and then I fall asleep because it's just my sleep deprivation. But it got me thinking about this Got Gotti show on Netflix. It's like, when did we... I mean, this has been going on for a while, but when did we start liking the bad guys better than the good guys? Mm-hmm. And and, I, and, I, and I'm going to have a bunch of different villains throughout like time and movies and stuff that we, we like better than the good guys. But Gotti was the ultimate villain. He was real. Yeah. Like, he really killed people. Yeah. And New York loved this guy. Yes. It was absolutely amazing. So, 916-909-0985. I'll have that conversation here in a minute. Hey. So, there's a show on Netflix called Got Gotti. And it's really, really well done. Uh, the guys... What did they do? They've done another popular show. They have kind of a successful documentary template that they use um it's you know all these documentaries always have they start with showing the person sitting in the chair and uh-huh. getting mic'd up getting the lavalier on and <laughs> saying their name and, and then at some point in time every documentary has to have the scrolling timeline you know where it just <laughs> speeds through time so uh this is about john Gotti, and uh, those that aren't familiar with john Gotti, he's uh he was a gangster back in the 80s uh well i mean that was the heyday, I guess. And he was the boss of the Gambino crime family. The in New York City in the eighties, it was, you know, run by the mob, and uh, that 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 was that was the story. You know, Rudy Giuliani comes in and, and cleans up the city. And we were talking about this with uh, the passing of Matthew Perry and mm-hmm. Friends. Friends was the after effect of New York City being cleaned up. Seinfeld 
was what New York was depicted at as as far the as the, the rest of us. Yeah, you know, you get mugged and, and all that kind of stuff. So watching the show, and I'm slowly getting through it. It takes me a while to get through these documentaries, even if it's one episode. This is numerous episodes because I fall asleep every night so quickly. And my wife is so sweet. She turns it off and waits for me for the next night. And I get like 15-minute increments in of these shows. <laughs> it's impossible for me to watch an entire show. But last night I'm watching it. And, you know, the story, it's not like you're giving anything away, but it's the story told by different um law enforcement divisions, one being the FBI, one being a crime unit, and how they were kind of competing in order to take down John Gotti after he had taken out the crime boss prior, and they were trying to get him on anything they could possibly get him uh-huh. on. So there's a lot of in-court battles, and but John Gotti owned the courtroom. Yes. You know, he, I mean, if you know what I'm talking about, yes. the way he looked? Yes. John Gotti was like the most confident man in a room full of confident people. Like he in j- his wrongness. That was yeah. But you could look at him and just say he's not wrong. Like, have you ever seen when a movie does like an exaggerated mobster that like completely owns everything? You know what I mean? Whether it's because he's got people on the take or, or whatever, it's almost as if they have superpowers. Mm-hmm. This guy really had that. Hey, you've seen American Gangster with uh, Denzel? No. Okay. Well, wow, really great movie. Yeah, and that's a that's a true story. And he takes over for Bumpy. Yep. And Bumpy Mr. in the Bumpy Johnson in the seventies was loved by the community, the African American community. Yeah. African American African Americans were not supposed to be a part of the of uh, they weren't supposed to be competing with the Italians. No. In this world. Okay. And that's what's so special about that story and Denzel's character and Bumpy before him. Frank Lucas made a million dollars a day selling heroin. Right, and that wasn't supposed to happen, but he was just a brilliant, brilliant hustler-slash-businessman. Yes. But you win over the community. Instead of having the community fear you, i.e. New Jack City, you you win over the community by giving out turkeys on Thanksgiving to families that are in need. Right. Like, if you heard the, like, a lot of times somebody will say, say something of another person that they're so powerful that they could shoot someone in the middle of the day and get away with it. Yes, I have. Frank Lucas did that. Yeah. Oh, and nobody, like the real guy. And nobody would tell on him Mm-mm. because they 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 loved him so much yes. because they get they knew we were, they weren't he wasn't going to hurt them. Right. He's getting rid of his enemies. Mm-hmm. Gotti kind of very similar. Now people feared him, the mm-hmm. people that needed to fear him feared him. Mm-hmm. But everybody else, women loved this guy. Yes. Cuz he was good looking, he dressed dapper, and he had the confidence that exuded like a guy would would give the right arm to have that confidence. Yes. He's going into a federal courtroom with charges that could put him away for life <laughs> and he's laughing in the face of the United States government. Right. So anyway, I'm watching this and I start thinking I'm going, when did we, you know, like what was was there a specific moment that turned us from not liking the white hats anymore and just relish the black hat. You know, it wasn't even if they're a good guy and you wasn't your favorite good guy, we just fell in love with the bad guys. They were more popular. And, and, and if, as a Gen Xer, you're asking me, I want to say it was Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a that's probably a good place to start at. I would say just in general, the late 70s is when that turn began. Or people like bad guys. Because everything was about heroes before that. Even when you go to the Westerns, it was always about John Wayne riding in and saving the day from the mm-hmm. bad guys. You didn't align yourself with the evildoers and the people that were uh, disparaging the town or, or hurting the people that were there. Because think about this. you like, now 
as Hollywood especially tries to recreate things that were successful in the past, look at what they did with Karate Kid. You know, when you watched the original Karate Kid in the 80s, and Daniel's son, Ralph Macchio, was the good guy. He was being bullied by Johnny and the rest of Cobra Kai. Yep. There was no question about that. So these brilliant guys rewrite the story and now make you think that it was actually Ralph Macchio, the bad, bad guy, guy, because he cheated in the in the in the tournament yes. with an illegal kick uh-huh. and Johnny was the victim. Uh-huh. Like that's a brained F to the mm-hmm. 10th degree. You know, that's that's kind of <laughs> trippy. Uh, we fell in love with Tyler Durden from Fight Club in the yep. 90s. Yes. You know, even though I don't think he really existed, right? He was no, he was, the, he was his alter ego. Uh, the Joker in Batman. Yeah. People like the Joker. People better, love the Joker. Right? They like mm-hmm. the Joker, especially uh, Heath Ledger's depict, uh, depicting of the Joker. Scarface. Scarface. Yeah. Right? Like, every dude has a Scarface poster. I don't know what, for whatever reason, they all have a Scarface poster. And they hang it up. Every guy <laughs> every guy supposedly thinks of Rome twice a week and uh-huh. has a Scarface poster. Yes. And I, and I add it that you, that you relive in your mind Red Dawn at least four times a week. For sure. Um, you could go Loki. Yep. I'd say the Terminator. Terminator. Mm-hmm. But Terminator. But was the Terminator a bad guy? The, in Terminator, he was. The first one, he was. In fact, James Cameron promised Arnold Schwarzenegger he would make the Terminator the star of that film. Arnold was not going to take the role. He wanted the role of Kyle Reese. Oh. But he had a, a I love this one of my favorite stories to tell. He had a like a 2-hour meeting with James Cameron. He was campaigning for the good guy's role, mm-hmm. but all he did was tell James Cameron what the Terminator had to be, the guy who was playing it. Simple things like he has to know how to load and uh, reload a weapon and take a weapon apart and put it back together without looking down. He can never break eye contact with what he's looking at because a robot wouldn't have to look down to see how he would reload a weapon. Mm -hmm. And at the end of it, James Cameron's like, so you're going to be Terminator. And he goes, no, he only has 17 lines. And I just did Conan and I had 170 lines in Conan. I'm not going to go backwards. I'm the star now. And he goes, you will be the star of this movie. And the Terminator ended up, I mean, look what it did for his career. And the second one, he became the good guy. And then he did become the good guy. So if you look at even, you know, with the rush of superheroes, you know, super Superman's supposed to be, you know, the the ultimate good guy. Purity, right? yes. And look what they did with Man of Steel. They turned him into... You hate that. I hate it. I hate he it. He had to do that. Because they don't even play the, super, the Superman theme song. You can't have a Superman music without playing the theme song. Anyway, they make it dark. He snaps Zod's head. Superman doesn't snap necks. That makes him kind of a bad guy. Yeah, he's a bad boy. He's a bad... Superman's not... He's supposed to be pure as the snow is white. But people like Superman being a bad boy, though. Bad boys were in. Well, that's what I'm... That, that's the whole point of the yeah, conversation. Right. <laughs> they were in. Thanks for joining us. Welcome. That, that, that's the point of the conversation is when did that start? Yeah, I would say it's late 70s, like you said, with, with Vader and like the romanticizing of the bad guy. Doing these movies like a, an American gangster from the, the the focal point of Frank Lucas, not of the cops chasing after him. Is it that people try to find, well, let me say it this way. Is it that people try to understand why they're bad and then sympathize, empathize with why they're bad? Like if you look at Darth Vader, for example, I mean, I know this is kind of a goofy conversation because we went from Gotti, a real person that right. actually killed people, to Darth Vader who's in a movie. But you look at Darth Vader and you're like, okay, well, look what he went through. I mean, the, right. like he, it's all about, it's a love story. Mm-hmm. You know, when, you know, 
it's all about a woman. It's yes. a, and then he gets in the fight and then the fire. And then his best friend cuts his legs off. Right. And then he's saved and the man yeah. saves him. You think you owe him a little bit. Well, right. You owe him. I'll put the outfit on. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Not a problem. The outfit. He had to wear the outfit because the outfit was the only thing keeping him alive after his best friend chopped off his legs and threw him in the lava. And then they're like, hey, dude, I want to give you a job. It's a big job. Like the biggest in the galaxy. Right. You're like the president of the space. Yeah. So- Cool, thanks. I owe you. Who do you want me to take out? My son? Not a problem. All of them. Yes. You know, so like you kind of sympathize mm-hmm. with people like that. The Joker, you know, and he had a rough upbringing, man. You know, whatever story you believe, right. he was bullied. He was made fun yeah, of. He his, was different. His dad may or may not have cut those marks into his mouth. It's just weird how we kind of, the gaudy thing is they talk to people, like they have a bunch of former uh, news people that were reporting on it during that time in New York City, and they were even talking about how the public just felt. I don't remember because I was a kid, but mm-hmm. th- how they just fell in love with him, and the perception wasn't necessarily reality, but in their head it was. Right. Where you see this dapper man walking in with an expensive suit. And again, remember the 80s was the first generation that we lived through that was the me generation. It was the I want to be someone else. Mm-hmm. That's me now. I'm dressing like Madonna. I'm dressing like Don Johnson. Mm. Look at that. Look at what I have. Let me show off the money that I have. Money and power. Money and power. Mm -hmm. And John Gotti was that. All of it. All of it and more. So, I mean, I guess if you want to do the most likable villains, you got to put Gotti on this list. I I believe you're correct, yes. I didn't even think about Frank Lucas. Oh, Frank Lucas, a savage. Yeah. All right. Two big stories from today. Get your third round of headlines. Nikki D, what you got? I'm going to tell you why the Kings are being sued and what has been chosen as the word of the year. All right. Get you those headlines here in a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Read all about it, baby. Extra, extra. Read all about it. Headlines. And here we go. Third round of headlines. Two big stories from today thanks so much to good guys heating and air check out their november promotions on their website good guys heating cooling.com go ahead the kings are facing some serious allegations h5 not only are the former NBA dancers suing the choreographer, they're also suing the Sacramento Kings as an organization for allegedly not taking action when this harassment was reported to the team last year. Two former Sacramento Kings dancers are suing the team and a choreographer who they allege uh, sexually harassed them. They said they were in a hostile working environment and there was inappropriate touching and messaging. Now, these two former dancers said they reported this to HR and they were retaliated against by not being selected this year for the dance team. Now, the Kings did send a statement to Fox 40 saying, while we have not been served, we are aware of the recent filings. We take all allegations of harassment seriously. The organization does not comment on active litigation. You almost don't want that story in the news. Right. Because there's it's such an easy story to speculate and let your mind go one side or the other. Mm-hmm. And we have zero details, right? Mm-hmm. And if you come across as like, oh, I'm just because you're, you know, a Kings fan, it's like, oh, well, then you're victim shaming. Mm-hmm. And if you side with the young ladies, and uh, again, neither side, no information, then you're then you're going to be accused of cancel like culture. just yeah yeah you're cancel culture, whatever that kind of thing. 
Um, the attorneys that are representing these ladies, I think they've found their niche, and they're the same attorneys, I believe, I read, that are representing Lizzo's old dancers. Oh, my goodness. I was just about to say this sounds like a total Lizzo situation. Not that I'm shaming anybody or anything like that, but if you would have been picked up for the team, then you'd still be out there dancing just fine and everything will be great. But because you didn't get picked up now, there's lawsuits going into play. But that's what I'm saying is it's easy to say one side and it's easy mm-hmm. to say the other. Uh, that's why like these types of stories I try to years ago, you could for fun's sake, take a side just to rile people up. Yep. But now it's a little bit different. You kind of be, have to be generic about it because you don't know anything. And you definitely don't want, if these young ladies were listening to this radio program, mm-hmm. to spread misinformation uh, that we know nothing about. Exactly. Like, we couldn't even speculate. We don't have any information to speculate mm-hmm. on. Nope. And you just would hope that an organization like the Sacramento Kings Top Notch, that there's some kind of crack that happened that made these girls upset. Mm-hmm. You know, and you got to find out what that that is. I highly doubt that an organization of that magnitude would just, you know, brush off something like that right you know what i mean serious issue so if they did however they did it and these girls are doing this now like but it we see people sue all the time in the news yes it seems like it's an easy thing to do it's not (laughs) trust me it's not i've been there done that it is not an easy process to go through and it does not happen overnight no not at all it is a process to get to the process. Mm-hmm. It is a big, big deal. Now, in cases like this where there's going to be media exposure, usually attorneys will jump all over that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot Move of a times, quicker. take it pro bono up until the point where there is some kind of settlement because they're going to make marketing money or marketing. They're going to get marketing out of mm-hmm. it. Right. They're going to be the news. equals currency. So, uh, anyway, you know, it's that's, I don't know what else to say about it other than best Let's of, wait and see. Best. Best of luck, and I hope you ladies find a new dance team. And uh, go Kings. Light the beam. There you go. Second story. What was your... I don't think they're playing that song right now. Oh, no. no yeah, I don't think so. Not right now. Uh, what was your favorite word this year? H6. According to Collins, the use of the term had accelerated and that it had become the dominant conversation for the year. Do you guys already know what the 2023 word of the year is? I do. Uh, yeah, you I do. do. Go okay. ahead and say it because it's not a word. AI, oh. artificial intelligence. That's not a that's word. That's not a word, though. It's an, well, an acronym. According to Collins Dictionary, they are naming AI uh, the word of the year. So they're meaning I. <laughs> right. So an, ac- an acronym can be a word. Like the word laser. That's an acronym. Yeah, but like. and you so that can, But you wouldn't say I. That's my point. Uh-huh. I agree with you. Thank you. AI is not a word. No. So they're. You're right. I forgot laser. Taser is also an acronym. Mm-hmm. Collins. I don't even know who they need to talk to Miriam Webster because they're all screwed up. Right. Well, the other words that they had in the running this year are words I've never heard of um or anybody say a lot either. Bazball. You guys heard that word used Baz-ball? this year? Bazball. Bazball. It's a highly aggressive style of cricket. Haven't no. heard that. Now that's probably just a global word then, I guess. That's why uh, we're not the, exposed. Debanking, the what? act of depriving a person of banking facilities. Is That's that a, a marsupial. Is that <laughs> is that a thing? I guess so. It's these are words that were in the running to be on, the word it, of the year. De, like de, like the banking. The banking. Like yeah. Debanking. Like hey, what are you doing tonight? We're going to the bank. No, the like banking. More like debunk. Like is, it, the, is that when you can't get a checking account because you don't have enough money? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says. But you said it deprived somebody of a. 
Yeah, it's the act of depriving a person of banking facilities. Yeah, you don't have enough money to open up. Sorry, you got to have $100 in order to open up this or savings account. Or maybe you had a negative account that closed out, and now they won't let you back in somewhere else. Damn, man, I was debanked. I like that better than AI. De-influencing, that's another one, the use of social media to warn followers to avoid certain commercial products. Well, I'm going to become a de-influencer. A de-influencer. That word, I can't stand that word. But a de-influencer is better. I hate the word influencer. It drives me insane. Radio's all over it. They love these influencers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They buy into it. And it's brilliant because the kids that have the bots, look, I got a million followers when uh-huh. they have like a hundred. You know, we, we, Nikki and I saw this happen where, you know, radio thought it was being cool, hired an influencer, put her, put this person out at a gig. Oh my gosh. Expecting thousands of people and like eight people showed Oh up. no. And they're not even that good at being an influencer. Yeah, right. Yeah. They don't realize that people can buy likes and buy followers right. on social media. I wish I would have gotten in on that gimmick from the beginning. Well, and there's also like websites even for like $3 you can have a, a person's followers analyzed and it will tell you like right there that they're, that they're fake. Emo- that's 90% bots. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, We were talking about uh, a lot of conversations that had to carry over from yesterday, but the cool cars and movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How'd that start? Do you remember? Uh, it started out of... Um, I did the story about the car from Wolf of Wall Street oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. being auctioned off. Oh, that's right. Yes. And we were talking about which movie car would you want. Uh-huh. And you and I both agreed we'd rather have the wrecked Lamborghini oh, from for Wolf sure. of Wall Street mm-hmm. than the one. Was it going for like $1.5 million? $1.5 million. Yeah. That's not a memorable... No, if I have a million dollars, I can just go buy a drivable Lambo. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't want to overspend for a Lamborghini and show up someplace and then pull off the way douchey and go. You know, Leonardo DiCaprio sat in this, uh-huh. right? And then have the worst day of your life when they respond with, "Who cares?" <laughs> right. <laughs> so we can run through some of those. Uh, there's actually a celebrity that had himself a, a little car wreck, and uh, we have the exclusive um, audio from how that whole thing went down, including. An apology and a possible cover-up. No one else has this. This is exclusive audio. So all that coming up here next hour. 916, don't shake your head at me. Just, 916-909. People believe that. People I, actually I believe believed it. what I just said. I believe it. 916-909-0985. Give some here. Hang on. I appreciate you listening. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson. Big Kyle over there on the other side of the glass. Talk about movie cars here in a second, but uh, we need to help uh, James out in Rough and Ready. What's up, James? What can we do for you? I was just calling about those concert tickets, seeing what it was, uh, what will you do to get them. What concert? Are you talking about Creed? Creed, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Uh, I didn't really have anything. Well, there you go. That's one. You get that right. <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of waiting for tomorrow. I've got something planned tomorrow to give away uh, numerous pairs of tickets. I wasn't planning on doing anything today, but if uh, you really want them, you can. I guess I could come up with something for you to do to win them. I mean, just so you feel like you earned them, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, would you like to play the uh, let's call it the random BS game on ninety eight Rock? Perfect. All right, you ready? Now, you've got to get all of them correct. If you get one wrong, you lose. Okay. All right. Fair. What sound does a cow make? Moo. Okay. There you go. 
What's Nelson thinking? Nothing. There you go. <laughs> Got that right. What noise does Nikki D's stomach make often? <laughs> right, too. There you go. Okay, you win. Nicely done. Congratulations. <laughs> he, he actually got four right because he did a stap in there, right? Right. All right. Uh, Creed and Three Doors Down to it, Amphitheater, September 1, uh, courtesy of Live Nation. Hang on, all right, James? Awesome. Thanks. Right. Yeah. So, oh, I told you, like, you guys call, and I have something. I'll give it to you. Right. You just have some fun with it. Uh, but I, I do have a couple of these pairs of tickets. I was kind of waiting. We did something earlier in the week. Um, I didn't want to do Choky Oki again, mm. but I'm, I've got something. We got Game of Tones tomorrow, of course, but uh, I've reached out to Scott Stapp himself and asked him to do some things for us. So mm-hmm. I'm waiting to see if I can. Hopefully, we'll have that back by tomorrow. Yes. And we can give away those. But man, he nailed it. Are you really not thinking of anything? Well, I'm just blank. Wow, that guy's good. Guys, really, really. Oh good. yeah, I would have given him the buzzer if he was wrong. You had to get him all right. <laughs> That's correct. Yes, he would have buzzed. He wouldn't have. He wouldn't have won. I know. Uh, so yesterday, Nikki D did a story about uh, the Lamborghini from uh, Wolf of Wall Street going mm-hmm. for one point five, I think one point five five million dollars or something. Then we got into the conversation, and it was towards the end of the show. So, you know, we saw people comment on the text machine and whatnot. So we figured we'd bring it back up because it is kind of fun to talk about movie cars and whatnot. Not the most pop. I, there's no way. Even if I had one point five million dollars to throw away. I would not throw it away on that car. There is zero bragging rights on that Lamborghini. Yeah, No, I didn't even recognize it. <laughs> if you go through the entire list, like right now in your head, driving to work, go through the entire list of the most popular cars in movies or television shows, that's not even going to rank. No. It's not going to register at all. Until somebody mentions it, then you're like, oh, yeah. Like, I think even after you did the story, I didn't understand what you were talking about. Oh, and I've okay. seen that movie like 20 times. Because you guys thought about the crashed up car, not that they had right. two. And I wasn't even sure that was a Lambo. You know what I mean? I just remember him crashing a car and that being the only car that stuck out in the movie. Now, we, we're all going to agree the number one car in movie history world is... Robocop. What? I mean, the not Robocop, the, the car with the black on it and the... Things that go across the front of it. You're talking about Night Rider? Rider. Yes, that car. No, 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 no. It's 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 top it's, ten it's, for sure. It's it's top ten. I'd agree. Not the most popular. Or Batman? No. Oh. Eighty-eight miles per hour. I thought this would be easy for us. I mean, what? flux capacitor. Who? Flux capacitor. <laughs> Who's Fred? Oh, uh, the the Back to the Future car. Yes, there you, there you go. go. I agree with that. The DMC DeLorean. Yeah. And it's not only the most pop an all aluminum car, by the way. Right, but it's not only, you know, because of Back to the Future and the success of Back to the Future, it's because of the history of the DeLorean. Yes. And how screwed up that whole situation was. Oh my god, it was just a train wreck the entire way through. Absolute complete. If you don't know the story, there's a there's a doc on it. You gotta watch it. Actually bringing it back, or I think they have brought it back as an E V. Oh my god. But this is, to the best of my knowledge, the only car that I can think of in movie and or TV land that was so popular that it made people, if you could afford it or find one, go out and buy it. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Right, and that's that. that's the making of a popular car. Uh-huh. You know, as popular as the Dukes of Hazzard car was, I don't know if people went out and bought the Dukes. Du- was that an affordable car, though? 
Oh, sure. Also has a car. Yeah. Well, okay. I don't even. What was that? Was that a? That wasn't a Charger. Was it, it was a. Uh, yeah. It was a Charger or a Challenger. Look it up because somebody's going to beat us up on that. This in second place, I would say, would be the Smokey and the Bandit Trans Am, because that was a car that was affordable. It was a Charger. The Charger, yeah. Okay. The the, the sixty nine Charger. It was a the Trans Am was affordable. Mm-hmm. Was it a Trans Trans Am or Firebird? For who? Uh, Smokey and the Bandit. I think it's a Trans Am, not the Firebird. It's a Trans Am. I don't believe it's the Okay. Bandit. But that was affordable, and you could buy it, right? Yeah. But then you get into niche cars like the Batmobile. It was a Firebird. Pontiac was it a Firebird? Pontiac wow. Firebird. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it, I mean it's yeah, the same car. It, yeah, because it had the, the the bird on the front. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what he drove around. But the Batmobile from Batman, you couldn't get that. No. You know, the one the people that do have them now, far and few between, there's a handful. I mean, you got to have Buku Bucks in order to have those mm-hmm. types of things. Uh, the the Griswold family car, the family roadster. Yeah, you want to talk about something that would be affordable? Was that? But well, did anybody go out and buy that? Kept be- up for so long. <laughs> but but did anybody go out and buy that because no. of no, vacation? No, no. no people just had it. That's what they didn't. A yeah. lot of people have station yes. wagons though. They just had it, but yeah. they didn't have the family truckster or roadster, no. right? <laughs> or whatever. You know who sold them that, right? No, it was. Um, from uh, up Blanks Creek and um, American oh, you mean Pie. G- uh, Eugene Levy? Eugene Levy. Yeah. Eugene Levy was the salesman that sold Chevy That's Chase. That's right. The family roadster or a truckster. That's crazy. But there's no, can you think of a basic car that became popular because of a television show or a movie? Like you're like, oh my God, I want that because it's in there. Because all these others are either souped up, like you go to the Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. Now the Fast and the Furious kind of, yes, I know my son, who's I was gonna tw- say, didn't your son get a car because of the? Uh, he got a Miata, right? Yeah. So his generation, he's twenty-two. That's their generation, the Fast and Furious generation. Uh-huh. So any car that was in that, and they were all affordable cars. You know, you had Acuras, you had Eclipses. Yeah, it was what they did to them that wasn't affordable. Right. Then you put on fifty to hundred thousand dollars. They right. don't realize that they're like, well, I'll just get the bare bones. No. It won't look that like that. That was, you know, my son's dream was like to have like a Mitsubishi Eclipse, and I had to sit him down and explain oh to him, that's a chick car. That was know, my dream but I car wanted too. It too. I wanted it so bad, and I ended up getting a Kia. And that's the one of the moments of my life I feel <laughs> so bad for. I treated my dad horribly. It was a chick car. Ugh. Uh, also, the you know, and I'm looking at some of these ones here, and, and not on here, but you gotta throw the black Ferrari from Miami Vice on there. Yeah, I mean that's the reason that I got my '88 Honda Prelude SI four wheel steering mm. was because of that car. And if you're going, well, there's a huge difference between the Miami Vice black Ferrari and an '88 Honda Prelude. <laughs> yes, there's a lot of differences. <laughs> but when we went to the Honda dealership. When I was 15 years old to look or buy a car, for some reason, that's the only place we went. Originally, I wanted a Thunderbird, mm-hmm. like the newer Thunderbirds. At that time, they were like bulky and thick, and I wanted it with ground effects and, and all that kind of stuff. Right. Ended up at the Honda dealership, and my mother says to me, you know, and this would have been uh, 1990-ish, yeah, 90, 91, mm-hmm. and they had just changed the body style. And the, the Accord, I think, had come out, and the, the Prelude was rounded. Yep. So, And there was one that, that was uh, we could afford, and it was there. She goes, don't you want a new one? Or, or a newer one? Not a brand new one, but don't you want a newer one mm-hmm. instead of one that's like two or three years old? I think it had like twelve or 14,000 miles on it. I'm like, no. No way. She goes, why not? I said, because these lights flip up like the Ferrari from Miami yeah. Vice. 
I wanted the flip-up lights. Right, and invariably only one of the flip-up lights would work after two years. And I wanted a stick shift because Uh, growing up, my brother taught me how to drive on a stick shift. mm -hmm, And you were cool. When you were younger, it's cool to have a stick shift. That's how I learned how to drive on a stick shift. Right, and my brother ingrained in my head, like, if you're going to drive a car, you're going to drive a car with a stick shift. Mm -hmm. That's what men do. Yes. You know, we make our own beef jerky. We go to the bathroom with the door open. <laughs> right. And we have a stick shift mm-hmm. on our car. That's what men do. So the other one was an automatic. I'm like, no, I need a stick shift. I need to be able to. And you always called it how many speeds it was. You know what I mean? You never said it was a manual. You said, oh, I got a five, five speed. speed. Mm-hmm. Got a five speed in there. I, I got a five speed. <laughs> Another car that I can remember um, a lot of people around me were purchasing was after the Cedric the Entertainer movie came out. Uh, Johnson Family Reunion, everybody went and bought Cadillac Escalades. Everybody wanted those uh-huh. trucks. I they wanted like one of those. the coolest things to have. Yeah. We never got one, though. Cadillac used to be, like, very pimpish. Yes. Oh, that and so Lincoln. Cool. Oh, Lincoln for sure. You know, Lincoln was, was very pimpish. But there was never, like, a basic car. You know, like, I was no. always a fan of the Pontiac Fiero. That's still my dream car <laughs> to this day. I want an electric blue Pontiac Fiero. I just think that's so cool. It was the poor man's Ferrari, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and you never saw a movie where it was, you know, a basic car that you wanted that car. Right. You know, there there might be the exception of the Suzuki Samurai run. Yep. You remember those? Yes. But that was a that was a chick car. Yes. And then you had the Azuzu Rodeo. And that was made oh, popular by the song. The one time for the rodeo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one time for the rodeo. Hey, you know that song? Mm-hmm. Rap yeah. song? Yeah. That was made popular. Everybody was buying those rodeos because of that song. Right. Like you couldn't drive around without playing that rap song. In your Isuzu? In your Isuzu <laughs> rodeo. But you had like the Porsche 928 from Risky Business. Okay. Uh, that was probably a, a car that, that people remembered. Uh, the don't I, I don't even want to go there with the Bumblebee from Transformers. No, because Bumblebee is not a, a damn Camaro. No, that whole that whole movie bothers me. Sacrilege. Well, because he's not the Bumblebee. Bumblebee is a he's a Volkswagen Beetle. Okay, for one, that's Bumblebee, and uh, Optimus Prime is a Mack truck, not a Peterbilt. But people loved those Beetle cars. I'm just telling you, Transformers get credit for that. No, no, no. You're not understanding what he's saying. They they in the movie they turned him into a Camaro. Oh. And like okay. they did this like limp wristed like tie in because he started out as a like a beetle for like a second and then he like scanned a Camaro and became a Camaro. Right. Okay. So they had to like justify it. So you to make skip it cool. over the beetle. And part. if you grew yeah. up as a kid with the Transformers, yeah. you know, you know and plus he's not a tough guy. No. He's 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 a baby face. He's he's yes. he's, he's 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 kind of a, a wimpy weakling. He was he was, hey man, how you doing? Hey, it's Bumblebee. Hey, it's Bumblebee. You guys want to go? Listen to his name. Go get some Froyo. You know, I mean, he was cool in the Transformers movie and again, we went to o- see. Optimus Prime, man, he <laughs> was he was a damn Mack truck with the flat face truck. He wasn't a Peterbilt. And the, and the the thing that for people that grew up with the movie, the why why we disliked it so much because of this is because there was a deal that the studios did with the yep. dealership right. or the, the manufacturer mm-hmm. with GM. So they had to make them all GM cars. Because didn't they bring the Camaro back for that? I think they had discontinued the Camaro for a couple of years at that point. So now you get forced political correctness shoved down your throat for a movie and for the good old dollar. To me, I feel like you're missing just one car, and it's part of my growing up, and that would be the Eleanor from Gone in 60 Seconds. Oh, there you go. Not affordable. No, 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 not affordable at all. 
No, but that Shelby GT Mustang, like a 69, 67, uh-huh. something like that, mm-hmm. that was the that was a dream car of mine. The text machine has a car. Yeah. The Italian Jobs Mini Cooper. I almost brought that up, too. Those They did make Mini Coopers look really cool. They did, and people but, started buying them. There was a run where everywhere you looked, there was a Mini Cooper on the road. And you could afford a Mini Cooper. Yeah. It wasn't out of your price range. I couldn't fit into one, but I could afford one. James Bond, the Aston Martin. Oh God, talk about unaffordable. Yeah, see, that's the problem. Movies, you got to get better than this. You got to make cars like if you want to sell cars. Like if you are going to do that deal, uh huh. Put cars in movies. Yeah, give me something that's twenty five thousand new. <laughs> you know, a nice price point. And, and at least you know, drop a line in the movie that like they're leasing it. You know, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Or they gotta like give a backstory on. Well, I got this at a you know inflation buster sale, <laughs> or I picked my buddy's got his license. I was able to pick it up at the auction. Right. You know. Oh my God! I so want to get this new Kia EV. You know, or whatever. <laughs> you know, whatever the car is that you're pushing right. at the time. Uh, also, another one is the Ferrari 250 GT from Ferris Bueller's Day Off in 1986. Let's not forget about. That oh, car. Yep. Everybody loved that car. Ferraris were big in the 80s. Cherry Red, Magnum PI, that Ferrari. Uh, there's also another one I just thought of. Hmm. Let me write it down before I forget because we can continue this conversation. I forgot. I fell in love with this car. Always wanted this car after this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Ferris Bueller's car, the Ferris Bueller, uh, the Fer- Ferrari 250 GT. Yes. Alan Ruck, who played Cameron Fry mm-hmm. in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Just yesterday was involved in a car crash. Saw that with his car. TMZ reported it as among, uh, along with other news outlets. But we have the exclusive audio of the car crash. How did you get this? I've got people. It's <laughs> amazing. He knows people. He never ceases to amaze. You listen to this audio, you will hear not only a possible cover up, mm. but also an apology. Oh, yeah. Nine one six nine zero nine zero nine eight five. Give us a minute. If you're a podcasty type of person, I highly suggest. So we do a podcast for the radio show. I mean, it's just the radio show, just posted every day. I guess that's the podcast. It is. On the Odyssey app and also thebaileyshow.com, wherever you get your podcast. We also do an extra podcast called The BS Uncensored. We release it every Wednesday. Sometimes we have guests, sometimes we don't. Uh, This week, yesterday, we did. And we had Grammy award-winning songwriter, producer Desmond Child on. We had Desmond on for, uh, you know, a segment a couple weeks ago, and it was great. We spent a lot of time with Desmond on yesterday's podcast and the story that he tells. Because he wrote that song you just heard from Bon Jovi, Living on a Prayer. He wrote that song. If you want to know if Tommy worked on the dock or Gina worked in the diner, the real story, who Tommy and Gina really are slash were, you have to listen to yesterday's podcast. I was blown away. Absolutely blown away. What are you, are you trying to speak? No, because your microphone's not on. Off. Yeah. Like you're literally running the board. And I, don't know how my mic, I don't know how my mic could have gotten turned off. I'm like, what is he saying? I can't hear. I heard him. I heard him make noises like right, three times. Like, there's. I'm not going to bring attention to it because he's going to figure like, it out. It's an accident. No. There's no way he knows that his microphone's off if he's pushing the button and he's got headphones on. How do you know you're not hearing yourself? I'm that loud, I guess. Wow. Anyway, it's fascinating. I will tell you this, not you, but Tommy and Gina. Oh. Tommy is not Tommy. 
Tommy is a different name and Tommy and or Gina has nothing to do with the members of Bon Jovi. Because a lot of people, the story, they think it's Richie Sambora. Right. It's not. Not, not, not. Jaw-dropping story. That's if you're into music. Like I, I love the history of music. And I even said this to Desmond yesterday. I've always wanted to do you know, a book or a documentary. Uh, like, where are women from songs? He quickly corrected me because he's gay. Mm-hmm. Or men. I was like, right, <laughs> he did. I stand corrected. I'm yeah. sorry, sir. You are right, man or woman about what songs are written for. Another thing that was interesting about Desmond is because, I mean, he was um, bisexual at one time and then became, you know, 100% fully gay. You know, Mm -hmm. it's his own personal life, whatever. But it's interesting, and we talk about this in the podcast with him, uh, if you are a gay man writing a song, especially in the 80s, for a very heterosexual world Mm -hmm. and a very heterosexual genre, you know, Smoke and Mirrors in the 80s, of course, I get it, how do you, are those songs then that you wrote about love that we've interpreted as in being heterosexual guy to girl mm-hmm. actually guy to guy or girl to girl, you know? And so he answers that and tells some cool stories. I mean, it was like, I've talked to a lot of people in the years that I've been doing this business, almost 30 years. He is without a doubt, probably the best guest I've ever had the conversation with. That's saying a lot. Cause you've talked yeah. to a lot I've, of I've people. I've talked to presidents. I've talked to a lot. This dude was so fascinating and so amazing, like jaw-dropping, because I love the history of music. I, right. I love to know the inside scoop, because a lot of the stuff, these guys and girls that write this music and play this music, it's nothing for them. Yeah, They do it, it becomes a hit, that's great, they move on. Mm-hmm. They don't care about the backstory and the little intricacies that are in the song. But we love that kind of stuff. You know, so anyway. I hope you got that clip, Nelson. I, oh, don't worry. I got it. Mm-hmm. Why is he going to get that clip? Well, because he gets all of mine. He surely should get a few of yours. This that, sounds like a total Lizzo situation. No, he got a new one. Oh. <laughs> that wasn't even strong, was it? No. Yeah. Well, that's good for anything that you try to argue. You do argue that a lot. Mm-hmm. I do because I, I have a great argument with that. Yeah, not really. But, but you, what's Bailey want you to do? Just roll over. <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> Uh, Alan Ruck, who I know, we most of us know him as Cameron yes. Fry from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. In this article, they refer to him as Successions Alan Ruck. Is he even in Suggestion? I didn't know. Succession. Successions. Mm-hmm. Succession. Succession? I, don't know, I think it's a show on Netflix. I don't know. No, I thought it was HBO, right? HBO. Whatever. Yeah. I don't know. He was also in um, Speed. Remember, he was on the bus. Oh, he was in Speed. See, the other thing I go to immediately is the um, Michael J. Fox's return to TV. He played the assistant to the mayor. You're right. Uh, he played the like the creepy guy. Not, what is it called? Not don't shoot me, was it? No. No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. For whatever reason, I can't come up with the name of it right now. And he was also uh, in um, Buckshot George. He was uh, George. Young Guns 2. Yes. He was part of, he was part of mm-hmm. uh, Billy the Kid's class. Anyway, so he got in a car accident. Spin City. There you go. Spin City. There you right. Go. Tuesday, 9 o'clock, he rammed his truck into the side of a pizza joint. So four-way crash is Hollywood, California. Video shows his Rivian. You know, that's those EV trucks. Yep. Kind of neat, space tr- uh, spacey looking. About half the cab is lodged into the side of the brick building. Uh, their sources are saying that two people were injured in the crash. Both were conscious and breathing, so they're likely to be okay. That's good news. Uh, there's no indication of DUI. Alan Ruck stuck around after the crash. 
He was seen talking on his cell phone while others assessed the damage, so it wasn't a hit and run. Don't know the whole ins and outs of it, but as far as how the crash happened, surveillance appears to show that his truck collided with another vehicle from behind, and then it pushed it into the intersection, uh, and then Allen's truck smashed into the building. You know, it happens, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, of course, there's people all over the place taking pictures, mm-hmm, videos. I'd be like, dude, Alan, let's take a picture. Yeah. Let's get a selfie. But anyway, I have, I found, I got, uh-huh. uh, and this probably has a lot to do with me doing FBI class. Oh. This is an agent. Your detective uh, skills have been sharpened. This is an agent buck wagon cover exclusive right here. <laughs> I got actual audio of Alan Ruck. Uh, possible cover up, possible apology. I mean, you guys be the judge. You're listening. That's the actual crash. Actual crash. What did I do? You killed the car. Cameron, it's my fault. They call him Cameron. I'll take the heat for it. We'll wait for your father to come home, and when he gets here, I'll tell him that I did it. He hates me anyway. It's his dad's No. I'll take it. No, I'll take it. No. No, you don't want this much heat. I want it. If I didn't want it, I wouldn't have let you take the car out this morning. Yeah. I made you take the car this morning. I could have stopped you. It is possible to stop Mr. Ferris Bueller, you know. Ferris Bueller was no. there. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ferris Bueller was there. I cannot believe that. <laughs> exclusive clip right here. So exclusive. Just have a little chat. It's cool. No, it's going to be good. Somebody walked by with a boom box while this was happening? Thanks anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and they turned it up. Loud. <laughs> Loud. And you know what? I'm glad you observed that because that's uh-huh. what I really liked about the apology <laughs> is that it had the 80s montage music behind it. It's wild how well that was timed out. Wasn't it? <laughs> He's got people. <laughs> and you've got people and you linked your people with his people. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, the 944 Porsche on 16 Candles. We were talking about most famous cars from TV and film. Oh, yep. Left that one off the list. That one, I won it. Couldn't afford it. Sure. But that was obtainable. Yeah. Later in life. Well, yeah. If you wanted it. But it's not like I'm a sure you could get it now. Right. Yeah. But the 944 Porsche, because at that time, it was the sexy Porsche was the 911. Right. Right. It was always about the 911 Porsche. And then that 944 Porsche in 16 Candles. And it was cool because Jake had it in high school. Oh, yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So you're like, dude, the guy in high school's got a Porsche. Wow. That's badass. So that's another one. Left off this list. We forgot to mention that. All right. Uh, fourth and final round. Yeah, we there yet? Yeah, fourth and final round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you what bird names are being changed and what basketball legend has passed. All right. Two big stories from today. Get your headlines here in a minute. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Read all about it, baby. I'm so addicted to these dog and goat videos. <laughs> like a little guy biting head. Oh, that is cute. Nah, this is a dog. Look. Oh, you just said dog and goat videos. Dog and goat videos. Understood. Oh, I didn't realize calls. they weren't combined. When I get to the goat videos, I'll share. Those are great, too. I don't have a puppy sound effect. Sorry. Fourth and final. Please get one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fourth and final round of headlines. Thanks to our friends at Good Guys Heating and Air. 530-GOOD-AIR. GoodGuysHeatingCooling.com. Check out their November promotions. They're fantastic. I got The woke movement has now hit up the birds. H7. 
And here we talk about the racist bird names, which are now causing all sorts of drama amongst scientists and others in the ornithological space. Ooh, <laughs> had to pause on that one, didn't she? <laughs> Pull the Nikki D. Oh, yeah. The American Ornithological Society on Wednesday said it will rename all U.S. and Canadian bird species that honor people in order to remove painful associations. Now, to me, this was just silly. I, I couldn't tell you the name of all these species of birds to feel like some kind of bird name was racist. I can tell you I see a red bird, a blue bird, a black bird. Hummingbird. There you go. That's it. I don't know bird anymore? names. Blackbirds, think- whatever. They're changing Anna's Hummingway, Lewis's Woodpecker, and Bewick's Wren. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I don't think it's the name like a red bird, blue bird, black bird. Oh, I don't, I don't no. think. No. And I've never, I never heard of this either. But I guess there are certain birds that these bird nerds have named after people in history. Mm. And as oh. we continue to be. You know, it's very trendy to erase history. You know, I mean, it's not that we're uh, not enough, a young enough country to have our own identity. Let's erase the identity that we do have, the little bit of we have, and not learn from history and move forward. It's the trendy thing to do. And so I guess some of these birds are named, you know, like especially General something or something after some dude in the Civil War. General John McCowan. Right, exactly. So they changed that name to the Thick Bill Longspur. Yeah. Did they ever take into consideration how these birds are going to feel changing names at this age? I'm sure the birds right. don't care. They don't know these names you've given them anyways. I'd be all about being pissed off at 48. You just rolled up and said, you know, Jason Bailey's an extremely racist name, and <laughs> yeah. you need to change it to, you know, Blank Smith. Yeah, that's uh, how they're going to do it. I don't like that. No. Generic. I didn't know. Who thought of this idea? Like, how bored are you in your bird world to actually come up with this? And who complained? I there bet you nobody some complained. college kids, they said in 2020, that started a petition. Oh, my God. So that's how it got kicked off. Probably go to Cornell. And over 100 species of birds' names are going to be changed. Most college kids are on a run right now, aren't they? They are. Yeah. I've never seen college kids so active to do things that they're not really, you know, they're supposed to be going to school. They're supposed to be learning, mm-hmm. having a good time. But they're so busy protesting <laughs> and hating people and arguing about birds. I've never seen college kids so motivated about things outside of what they actually should be doing in my life. The bird thing is out there. Yeah, the bird thing is real. You heard it here first. The bird thing is real. So if somebody comes up to you and has that conversation, you say, Nikki D told me. It's real. That's legit. (laughs) It is real. (laughs) That is a legit (laughs) conversation. All right, second step. Legendary coach Bob Knight has passed away. H8. Knight spent most of the 1960s coaching at Army before moving to Indiana, where he spent three decades as head coach. He was known for his passion and fire, both on and off the court. <laughs> would you call it passion yeah. and fire that he was known for? That was a very nice way to put it. Yeah, I would. Yeah, absolutely, I would. Uh-uh. Most a lot of people. Like, what would you call it? A lot of other people would not. <laughs> You're right. Him being a dick. Bob Knight passed away at the age of 83. Um, during his career, he won three national championships, uh, 11 Big Ten titles, some other things, and unfortunately, his career ended with him being fired because he was accused of pulling someone's arm in a hallway but he's still being remembered by people as a legend. See, that's he the He was a legend. He he was yeah. a legend. See, that's the thing is the only ones that are remembered are the ones that ruffled feathers. Mhm. Caused the ruckus. Whether they did it the right way or they did it the wrong way, as long as they did it their way. Mhm. And those are the people that are remembered. Now, you've got to swim through fire at some certain point, but when you get to the other side, eventually the sun will come out, right? Yeah. So with Bob Knight, 
Nobody, the, the the average person, you know, I'm not a big basketball fan. I sure the hell I'm not a college basketball fan, right? I don't remember Winslow. I know he was successful. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't even tell you all the schools that he played at outside of what you just mentioned. But what do you remember him for? I remember the chair throw. Throwing the chair, yep. Oh, I remember okay. the chair throw. Yep. And, I, and, and I vaguely remember the arm grab. Kind of, yeah. But, but, you know, that was the coaching style. It's the Tom Coughlin coaching style. It's not the coaching style anymore because kids need to be pampered. So whenever he gets mad, he would throw a chair? Well, no, it was the one in particular. Oh, just one time? Very okay. specific when he threw it out into the court. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, he took it. He chucked it. He was like, yeah. yeah. That kind of thing. I like that coaching style. I like to be yelled at. You know, Most I always people did. people don't like to be yelled at. Well, because they can't take it because they're a bunch of pansies. We don't. I know you don't. But I'm just saying, I grew up with that coaching style. You know, you get yelled at. You don't do it again. You know, you made a point. Not necessarily. Well, then you yelled at again. I mean, I got yelled at the whole time I was growing up. That didn't stop me from doing whatever I was yelled at for. Maybe you just weren't yelled at properly. No, my daddy yelled pretty loud. Was it a good yell? It's just not effective. That's not effective. It's got to be. It is effective. It's not effective. I don't know. How well How well has it worked on me? <laughs> I'm like a lesson in that not being effective. <laughs> well, I didn't s- turn my microphone on 20 minutes ago. It's a slow burn. Oh, what it is? <laughs> Takes a while. <laughs> <laughs> Got to warm up. This sounds yeah. like a total Lizzo situation. <laughs> it, it That's works. how she leads, isn't it? It, it works eventually. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You keep open for that. <laughs> All right, last minute calls, comments, concerns, lots of stuff on the text machine. That's cool. We'll get to as many as possible before we get out here. Uh, 916-909-0988. Eight five. So if you got something good, if not, roll some credits. Get out here for Thursday. Give us a minute. Hang on. As always, we appreciate a uh, yeah listening. Found it low. It did. No, it was. I was low. like, "What are you doing? Whose fault was that? It's my fault. Oh, okay. Because he was brunt. He was doing his thing, so I thought maybe something he did. That's how you go deaf. <laughs> it's, like out of all the screw ups, two times in a row today. Not in a row. Yeah, the last microphone issues. Mic what is your problem? Okay, both of the issues were microphone issues. Yes, but not in a row. We've had segments in between my screw ups. Nikki, I don't know. I feel like it was back to back. It was. It was not back to back. It felt back. Don't buy him lunch today. Oh, I'm not. Okay. I'm going home. He doesn't deserve to eat. <laughs> <laughs> No food today, sir. That's fine. <laughs> All right. That's that's actually. I can't eat after the comment she made about me anyway. So. That's actually uh, how you're going to lose weight. That was just... not a negative comment. Well, you what... look very festive today. At what point does a fat guy in a red shirt want to be called Santa? Well, you look Every like day. Santa. <laughs> you do look like Santa. No, I don't. Like Santa. You I got mean, a beard. You have a bright red which we have not yet seen you wear. No. It looks new. It looks good on you, It'll too. be the last time you ever see my ass in this shirt, oh for sure. Oh, my gosh. It's a nice shirt, Nelson. Could Tough. you Could you have, when you went to the store, picked a different color? <laughs> I did. I bought a blue one, and I okay. bought a red one. And I loved how I looked so much in that blue one and how it fit and how it made me feel. I was like, I'm going to feel the same way about this shirt. And she goes, you look like Santa. <laughs> wasn't wow. Negative, though. Describe, I describe Santa. Bowl full of jelly. He Nuts. laughs hearty. He's nice. He he gives presents to kids. You ain't getting no presents. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I I, if it's red or if it has a beard, like yeah. right white and he beard. He has on black pants. He's got black pants on. I do not have black pants on. These are blue jeans. Well, they're really dark. 
You look, look almost black. You do look. You're very Santa. And you should take that as a compliment. Santa has black boots and red pants. It's not like she's saying, oh, that's Nazi red. Is there a Nazi red? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's what the, like, the, you know, I mean, that's horrible. You wouldn't say that. <laughs> now, that I could see you being upset about. God. But Santa, you, I mean. Santa brings cheer. Like, even if you were a little person and you said, oh, do you work for Santa? You take that as a compliment. I oh, think. I dare you to say that, especially in this state. And Go if, find a little person and ask that. And if they're angry, then they're a South Pole they're elf. A South Pole elf. You're about to make a South Pole elf out of any little person you say that to. <laughs> All right. Well, let me do my gimmick, man. As always, uh, we appreciate you listening. It's the BS. My name is Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. Uh, Nelson, big thanks to Kyle. Quickly, you want to do something on the text machine there? Yep. Uh, bands should be able to play whatever they want. If people don't want to hear it, don't listen to it. I'm tired of catering to snowflakes. Benny. Snowflakes. It doesn't yeah. snow here, does it? Mm-mm. No. I don't know bit. what he's talking about. Um, mountains for that. It should be half pound per person, Bailey, on the brisket. That's a lot, isn't it? Half, half pound. pound? Yeah, he's about right. Okay. I, I'm going to chop it up. I, I'm going to make it work. I'm, I'm going to make it work. But 16 pounds should be, I think I should be able to get away with about 40 people if I chop yeah. it up probably. Because yeah, it's not that far it, out. It, the way I looked at it, it's not like a barbecue where you're stuffing your face. This is mm-hmm. the FBI class where you're kind of nibbling. And there's going to be plenty of sides and stuff. Yeah. So. And maybe not everybody's going to take their half pound, you know? And there's not, there are not, there's some vegetarians in there too. That's why I'm bringing salmon. So it's going to be fine. Are I'm they more, pescatarian? Do you know that to be a fact? That I, you know what? I, it's the closest thing you can come to a vegetable. If I made an effort <laughs> and you don't want to eat it, that's on you. Okay. You know, I don't care what N you are, Egon, or whatever you are. You guys forgot about the Jeep from Clueless. Sure did. Yeah. yeah. Clueless. Well, that's what I was referring to, like the Suzuki Samurai. Remember, they had the Suzuki Samurai in New Jack City there rolling around. Mm-hmm. And uh, she goes, I'll lollipop. Lolly, uh, was it? Lollipop your ass. Uh-huh. You know, when she said that in the, the Suzuki Samurai. All right, Nikki, we got to get out of here. You got anything? Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas from Nielsen. Damn, and then you stole my line? They stole the only, like, redeeming quality about this. I almost swore at you. <laughs> Santa doesn't swear. Nope. All right, go ahead. Eat this sounds cookies. like a total Lizzo situation. Bully. That's what you are. Total Lizzo situation. <laughs> You're a bully. <laughs> no, I'm not. I got an email. <laughs> Address. You can send it to. Just roll over. <laughs> At Listen to the BS on social. Give us a like, share, follow uh, our podcast up on the Odyssey app, thebaileyshow.com. Also on our YouTube channel at The Bailey Show. Uh, look, have yourself a great, safe rest of your day. If all goes well, we will talk to you tomorrow at 6. Remember, more opportunities to win 500 bucks with 98 Rock's Big Fat Bribe. You're listening for Everclear Santa Montica. Be color 18 and win. Talk to you tomorrow at 6. Ah, That's enough nonsense for today. This has been The Bailey Show. What big award did you win today? You know, I kid out of disappointment. Not listening, not listening.